All right, boys and girls, welcome back. This is uh, this is a second installment of this podcast. The last installment of the podcast, we uh, did something kind of fun, and we talked about sex work and whether it should be legalized, what countries it's legalized, and and you know all that fun stuff. Um, and it was just a conversation between two people. This is also going to be a conversation between two people, but we're going to set it up a little bit differently. Um, we're, um, I've got a different guest this time. I've got the the uh, the powerful David Alfaro <laughs> in the house right now. Um, David's not only a good friend of mine, uh, he's also a local business owner and uh, and one of my security guys downtown. And we have a lot of fun when we chat. So we're going to try something this time. Um, that I think will be fun. So first off, welcome in, Dave. What up, what up? Yeah. I'm glad to have you in, man. It took me a little while to get you in. Hey, I'm a busy man. You know? you're, in, you're in demand. I appreciate that. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Um, as we get into this, we're going to try to, we're going to name this podcast and we're going to, the theme of this podcast is not going to be about sex work. It's going to be about what do you meme. And uh, memes are pretty hot right now. Dude, I'm going to tell you. Like a majority of my time is memes. I love memes. It's uncomfortable, but it I'm, is, I'm the is. same. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, there's. I, I think there's so much expression involved in in memes and how people relate to them, and and I think that's what makes them fun. Is just pictures with words that I think a lot of people can find humor or relate and or relate to. Yeah, most definitely you relate to them, and then they're just funny, off the wall shit. Usually pertains to like current events or things that you know maybe even the new generation stuff and then stuff our age too so it's like i don't know it's just I, good stuff I don't yeah know. for sure and i mean like my dad my dad's 60 something years old he's an ex-minister you know he's got a lot he's he's definitely that the generation before ours but i'll send him memes sometimes too and he gets into it that's what i'm saying like it doesn't it, it stretches across all boards i mean that's yeah. the way i see it feels like it does i, I love it when people call him memes Ever, have you ever heard that? No, I have not, dude. That's a new oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, your memes are hilarious. Sometimes, me- <laughs> I get, sometimes I get stopped on the street and I'm like, That's oh, thanks, man. Oh, cool. thanks for the memes. Okay, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so funny. I had somebody ask me the other day, bro, I've been meaning to ask you this. Are you jujitsu? And I'm like, yeah. Dude, I fucking knew it. Your memes are hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. I'm like, dude, I thought you knew it. Like, I. When they call this, you by your I've known this your guy. insta name or yeah. your freaking yeah, it's, like, it's it's funny because uh, well, there's also people you know by just their insta name too. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like some yeah. people don't have their own name up there. They have like, you know, Mister Ass Eater or something. Yeah, and you're like, hey, dude, Ass Eater, what's yeah, good? Yeah, Captain Cocoa Puff or something <laughs> weird. <laughs> something weird. Hey, dude, people are into crazy stuff. Devil six nine six nine. Oh, you're the shit. Yeah, some um, really weird shit. Where did they come up with these names? Ah. Uh, like, what did you come up with? I mean, obviously you do jujitsu. Yeah. Your name's Jeremy. Okay, so that's okay. So that's a good question, um, and people have asked me that. So the interesting thing is that um, I thought I was the only Jeremy Lopez in this area, but um, I went to open an account at Blockbuster, dating myself here, like wow. years and years ago. Wow. And they're like, "You already have an account with us," and I was like, "No, I don't." And they're like, "Yeah." They flip the thing around. They have a Jeremy Lopez who's around my same age. Okay. And lived in this area, um, and so I had to like add an extra Z to my to the end of my name and all this stuff. I guess he was ahead did, of me in life. Have you ever seen him? I have. I know him now, actually. Is he? Is he? Is he he's, he's a pretty cool dude. He's uh, we have a mutual friend. And Do we you just, think he's better better looking than you or anything? Um, no, he is a little <laughs> more slender, a little more girlish, and maybe has less. I would chest like hair. to meet another David Alfaro. That's why I'm. You know, what I mean, like, what would he look like? You know what I mean? 
Probably the exact opposite of you. <laughs> Short, hairy chested, no tattoos, big glasses. That's Jeremy. What are he's talking about? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly. All right. Shut up. Stop no, it. Would... Stop it. Jeremy's um, hot. We all know. So this. when so uh, speaking about memes, dude, I don't know why. It, yeah, it just seems like they they kind of do span like the whole, the whole like, they run the whole gamut of like between politics and humor. And obviously, like our kind of humor is more a little more adult oriented. But every now and again, there's one that's just like funny, you know. Just and funny it doesn't stuff. have to. Yeah, you can send it to your mom. Yeah, I sent one on my story about like a, like a bee. Did you see the bee one? A bee one? No. Oh, it's pretty cute. It was like, oh, when I used to see a bee, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a bee, and now it's like, hey, bee. Oh yeah, do you want to use Want a drink? Want to borrow the car? You know yeah, what I mean? So true. it's like. There's yeah, so many things we cute, find are important, you know? though. Like, later on in life, these things you just don't think about, and then they find, you know... I saw this article the other day, and they were like, oh, we're losing the bees, and if we lose the bees, that means we have no more, whatever, almonds and all this other stuff. Like, right. Stuff it, like, really ties into. Um, but for sure. All right, so we're going to take a look at our first meme, and we're going to discuss the meme, and then we're going to roll with it from there. And hopefully this is entertaining. Meme. Memes. We're going to look at our first meme. So I'm going to describe the Mimi, the Mimi to you. Yes. Uh, and this one is, that's a little dog. That's a little dog on one side, the left side of the picture. This dog is cute as fuck. How's little, what are, the, are those French braids? Braids, they're, like, oh, they're like, kind of like braid yeah, type, like, like cornrow like, braids. Like two French braids or two yeah. cornrows <laughs> on a dog. Right. Cute little dog though. I think it's like a Los Opso or something like that. And on this right half of this picture, this dog looks like a straight-up chupacabra. <laughs> this dog's right? Like shit. Yeah, <laughs> he it looks does, old yeah. as fuck. His eyes are all white-looking. His hair's everywhere. Eyes and are all bugged out. the caption on this is, on the cute side, when she goes out with her girls versus when she's home with you. Relatable or not? This is pretty relatable. <laughs> this is extremely <laughs> relatable. I mean, it is. It is only because, like, what... Obviously, like, when how you, many you, girls do you see out at Novo that look like the picture on the right in their jammies with their hair all jacked up, dude? More than I want to. <laughs> More than I want to. Uh, you know, San Luis is a really weird microcosm. That's like true. That. Like sometimes you'll go to go to the store and you see grown ass men in their pajamas with UGG boots on and hoodies, and you're like, dude, no. Or like in their shorts and sandals or something. What? What? <laughs> Hey, let me remind you, you showed up at work drunk as fuck in shorts and sandals not that long ago. <laughs> so, yeah, so this meme, yeah, when she goes out with the girls versus when she's home with you. I guess I got to give the girls a break on this. I mean, they can't always, always be fixed up. That takes That's true. a lot of work no, for some I, I, But I to different levels, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, it's it's relatable, but is it a bad thing? Not really. I mean... In the you, reality, you wake up to the girl with no makeup and her hair not done and all that stuff, right? I mean, if you let her stay the night. Right. <laughs> um, you know, for me personally, I'm not a super huge makeup fan. I'm, I mean, yeah. obviously, like, if you want to make your eyes look bigger, you want to look better, whatever, you've got some problem skin or whatever. Um, like, I, I get it. I kind of get it in a way. Yeah. Whereas, like, okay, you want to look as good as you can be. Um but it's super deceptive, man. It is. Like we No, I agree. All I'm saying is that there's gals out there that that don't even look like the same species when when they when, that's when, all done when the fake eyelashes come yeah. off, oh, when the makeup yeah. comes off. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, I know when what you're they talking about. when they don't got no eyebrow pencil on. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of sad, honestly. And and here's why. Not not to like to not to be mean, but like it's kind of crazy how 
the marketing for all this cosmetic for the entire cosmetic industry, which is like a multi-billion dollar industry, is predicated on the fact that you're just not good enough. That which you is, don't look good enough. Fucked up. It's and like that's not only for that industry, obviously, like it's for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cars, right? You see a car commercial and the dude is like, you know, tall, slender, handsome, perfect teeth, perfect hair, and steps into a brand new, you know, Mercedes or something like that. And he has a beautiful, and it's just like, oh, these people are better than you because they have this car. You need right. this car. Right. I don't, I mean. Money. So I guess marketing just. Is, is money our thing? Is that what guys have to deal with? Like, oh, is He's he's stacked. He got a bunch of cash, type of thing. Yeah, because haven't you seen like like these some of these billionaires are billionaires that are so fucking ugly and gross. They look like toads. Yeah, no. But toads. they have all this power and influence. Like trolls. I, I think that yeah, that's that's the ultimate aphrodisiac. I think for for money. women is money and power, right? Because if you have money, you you, you kind of have to have some power. That's true. I mean, it, it's that's not. True. I would like to hear a female's input on that. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's some outliers there, you know, but like majority. I mean, you don't media see... would tell us opposite. Media would say right. women want money, and therefore, you know, right. that's what they go for. This right? is true. Yeah, this is. And true. And then media would tell them that we want to go for the girl with the with the makeup, and that's all done up with high heels and shit. That's yeah, what media is crazy them. as far as like influencing people. It's really it's really easy to see. I, I believe it's really easy to see who's easily influenced and who's right. susceptible to that. Like you'll right. see the people that are always trying to keep up um, and not to pick on anybody specifically, but like, you know, talking, when you see that, that classic Louis Vuitton purse. Yeah. It's like, dude, is it real? Yeah. Because if it's real, you're stupid. Right. Like you're, you're it's corny. Like, and if it's right. fake, that's also corny. You know what I mean? Either which I, way, it's pretty I mean, corny. it's, but in, in a way also... I understand because when you get a really, when you get something that's really nice, it's usually made well. So, and if they're going to carry their purse everywhere, that that's that's an accessory they can use. I mean, I kind of yeah, get Jan it. Yeah, but Jansport's made really well. Why don't you just carry a backpack? You got a lifetime warranty. You hey, know that, backpacks are the shit, man. I'm just saying. Right, let's not go away from that. What about a fanny pack? You know, they're com- it's a full swing. They're back in style. You're think, not going to catch me wearing one. I got a fanny pack. Now, I'm not going to lie. I might wear one across my chest. I think that's kind of cool. Can't you like put the fan? Don't they make that where it's like oh, yeah, like, like a messenger bag more? Yeah, is that a messenger bag? That's like a European thing. Okay, they, they think they're very fashion forward over there, but I think a lot of them are just like half gay. Yeah, right. like they just, dude, come on! Like most Europe, a lot of Europeans are half gay. They have bad teeth, and, really bad teeth, and, actually. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, and I don't know, it's not my style to be honest. I'm not even really into like European girls. Some people are super into it. They're like, oh my god, that accent's so hot. I'm what, not really, English accent? I'm not really feeling that. Or like what accent? What yeah. Do you mean? Like well, even, yeah, like a... Like a Irish, just say, English. Irish is okay. Right. Irish is not that bad. As long as I can understand you. Right. I Irish guess my brain doesn't process super fast. I was trying to watch... Um, what was I trying to watch? Um, Peaky Blinders. Oh. I tried to watch it the first time. I just couldn't... It's I hard. didn't They're know hard what they were saying. I had to put subtitles on. Yeah. And then I enjoyed the shit out of it, and I binge-watched it and wasted a ton of my life doing that. And that's fine. It's fine. Whatever. I mean, when it comes to TV, though, like, when it comes to TV, that is an expenditure you've already paid for, right? The TV itself. And then the subscription, whatever. So, like, if you're just staying at home watching TV and chilling, you're not out spending money. You're probably not out getting in trouble. Like, just, there's some benefits there. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. There's some negative side effects, too, from people that get too far into it. What, Netflix? Uh, well, if you're not chilling when you have, ne- when you, when you're you just saying in general. You're just sitting there by yourself all weird. 
I guess it is. It's an isolated life, Jeremy. I just wouldn't want to be called out right now. Yeah, I didn't expect to come on your podcast to be personally attacked. Therapy session out of this, but this is whatever you need it to be, David. It's fine. Should we look at the next meme? Let's go to the next meme. Okay, next meme. It's a black background with white lettering. That's all it says, and it says, "Dear gangsters, if you pulled your pants up a little, you could run from the cops faster." This is true. This is kind of funny. I've seen videos where they're trying to run and hold up their pants, and it's not successful. I think the funniest one is when their pants are like that, and they're trying to fight. Oh, my God. And it's like, bro. Like, really, dude? Okay, so where do you think that came from? The saggy pants thing? Yeah. Well, I think, okay, so baggy pants came from prison. That's that's what we know. Okay. We do know that for sure. Like, the baggy pants thing came from prison. Okay. Um, Saggy pants? Uh, I don't really know where the saggy pants, there's like, Theories, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, okay, so I don't really know, but if I had to guess, I would say like poor people, hood people were maybe not able to get clothes that like fit them correctly mm-hmm. or something. Or maybe you go to like a sale at Ross, you know, in your in your in and your you really little like area. those echo jeans. You love them, but they're like they're like a size forty eight, and you're right. like a size, you know, twenty eight, and you gotta have them. Mm-hmm. So you want to rock that that echo. Now, you want to rock that fat farm. In in my cholo years. I I wore baggy pants. They're very comfortable. I will say that. Okay. The reason I wore baggy pants is because you can stash shit. I literally was able to put a 40 ounce in each pocket and you couldn't fucking see it. So you wore Jinkos? No, I wore... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Do you remember Jinkos, dude? Fuck yeah, I had like two pairs. Of Did you mine. really? They weren't that big that big because my parents would never let me. But so, yeah, they would almost cover my whole shoe. I used to wear this brand called Frisco Bay. and they were And on the tag, it used to say the real OG shit. And they're, I don't know, you know, they're, they're Frisco Bay is obviously from San Francisco, but they sold them a lot in Los Angeles. And they were badass jeans, dude. Really comfortable denim, but you can buy them up into the 50s. And I used to wear like size 48s. So I know, so I know some, some of like the, some groups, um, like skaters and skate, skateboarders and mm-hmm. rollerbladers and stuff, like used to like to wear the big pants. Um, so they could hide their like knee pads and stuff under them. Okay, makes sense. look that corny. Mm-hmm. Which I, I used to be able to jack shit. Put 40s in my pocket, and you could not see it because the pockets were so deep, dude. You're a big so dude, big. though. You like, I mean, yeah. Did you ever see the video? Have you ever seen any of the videos online where where gals are like stealing and they just stuff stuff in their bra? They put a bunch of stuff in their mm-hmm. bra and like mm-hmm. underneath their. What do they call that thing? The like girdle thing that they're wearing? Oh, oh, yeah, like a waist trainer, a waist or whatever trainer. it is. Is that the thing that makes it suck up? Like yeah, it puts everything in place. Oh my god, dude! I saw a video. It should have been criminal. This gal, she looked criminal. okay. She looked like a like a pretty curvy gal, and she's like, I guess she was a spokeswoman or a, maybe a brand advocate for this this product, and it was basically like a bodysuit kind of thing, mm-hmm. and she took it off, bro, and a whole another woman came out of it. Like it, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. She probably had about an extra like sixty pounds or so of just like skin and like fat. That you, they just like it just sucked it all the way in. You could just crazy. tuck it all in, bro. It was something Dang, else. That's legit. It was pretty cool. I, I Dang, mean, that that's some tomfoolery. Like they'll get you on that one, dude. I, Imagine okay. that. Imagine that. She pops okay. that off. And I, okay, boom, but flying I, I squirrel. Have a problem. I have a flying problem with that fundamentally. Ass, Did you know that like that? There's a, and I need to do the homework on this, but there's like a um, <laughs> flying squirrel. <laughs> Stupid. It just caught up with me. Um. Okay, so there's there's a a term that they use 
basically like there was a guy that was going around saying he was a millionaire or whatever whatever the fuck it was he said that like, he was basically like getting girls to sleep with him under the impression that like he was more than he was and i want to say he got called out for rape and it was like it was like sex by coercion or something like that like because he told them that she was rich and he he, he lied to them like and somehow got them to sleep with him under false premises that's is that a real thing? No, that's a real thing. Did that really happen to someone? No, I, I, I swear. She's like, I like only a, screwed him because he had cash. Something like that. Like basically, that, that he was basically was like he. It was deception that he deceived them into believing that like he was more than he was. Then that should go both ways. That's what I'm saying. That was my point. Yeah. All right. So we agree on that. Huh? So yeah, I don't know. Do we want? Can to I just take off my bodysuit right now? It's yeah, super sh- uncomfortable. I'm starting to get sweaty between the tits. Can I show you my squirrel skin real fast? <laughs> hey, I've seen your flying squirrel skin, and uh, you need to get your balls checked. Oh my god, this meme. This meme is funny. Okay, they have a picture of Ronda Rousey um, getting knocked out, and she looks busted. I mean, she's got like both eyes almost all the way closed, and her mouth is open, her hair's everywhere, and she is taking a fist to the face. Uh, It looks horrible. She looks looks in the middle of something. As she looks like she's in the middle of something, and the caption is When you finally try level 10 on your vibrator. Okay. I want to. I just want to touch on this for a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went to a sex store not long ago. Huh. Bro, I saw, I saw vibrators that were like hundreds of dollars. Okay. And I, it just it's weird to me that people would pay that much money for that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, is it is so basically, the dick isn't enough, dude. Or if you're, let's say you're you're lesbian. We can get into that whole topic. That's a whole other podcast. Okay, everybody that knows me knows uh-huh. that I that if you are lesbian, you should forfeit all dick privileges. I believe the same thing. I if you if you know me, I agree. And that's all I'm saying. You should put nothing inside you that even looks like a penis. You're you should use fingers for the rest of your life. That's what you're stuck with. Listen, tongues and fingers. Tongues and fingers. If that can't do the job, then hey, I'm then sorry. You're broken. I think they need to back. ask you what your sexual like preference is when you buy these things. And if they say lesbian, sorry, I can't sell you this eight-inch dildo with veins. And balls attached. And balls attached to it. Okay. Since we're on this rabbit trail here. Okay, it's so a it deep says hole. You, you're so going to travel down it's a, deep, a deep, deep hole, hole, Jeremy, and you're going to open up a whole other segment. Okay, okay. So it says when you finally try level 10 on your vibrator. I don't... I've never been a woman. All I'm saying is... <laughs> well, I, 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 I check, guys. Don't worry. Um, He's good. I feel like... I feel like, okay, so real talk, even in like these small, like little pocket vibes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there's like more, there's more technology than that, than that, in that little device than we had in the entire world for billions of years. This just feels unfair. Yeah, we can't keep up with that. There's no way. I mean, you, like they get to choose whatever size they want and then mm-hmm. that bitch never runs. It never gets limp. It never has to sleep. No, it doesn't have to go to work. It, come home. And the problem is those, those, they can't cuddle. So that's no, where we have the advantage. No, and that's 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 my strong point, Jeremy. <sighs> Listen, some of us are power cuddlers. There's nothing wrong with that, David. <laughs> and when you got your cuddle game strong, you know, it can't be beat. I'm think, fluffy, bro. Dude, I hate to say it. I'm not even gonna say it. Never mind. Okay, I'll say it. Um, I, I'm a cuddler. A lot of people like I, I've heard people say like, dude, after sex, don't touch me, and all that. And I'm like, dude, why? 
Like you just spent a really intimate moment with that person. I Agreed. Like, it doesn't I mean, make sense that you wouldn't even intimate want to just in general. Fuck it's all about intimate stuff. Yeah, so it's all about you know. But then again, I don't just go around fucking random people that I That's, that I would. You shouldn't fuck somebody that you're not willing to cuddle. In my book. Agreed. But everybody has their own thing, right? Agreed. Hoes be mad. Okay. Mad mad. <laughs> Next meme. Talk dirty to me. It's okay. So this is there's the the picture of the girl a girl. She looks like she might be taking it doggy style. She's looking back at it. She's looking back at it. But she looks unclothed. But she got a weird look on her face. Like it's in between like between pleasure and pain. And the caption says, Her. Talk dirty to me. Him. No, I can't. Her. Try it. It's so sexy. Him. Okay, you fat ass cum thirsty, ball sweating, ball sucking, sweat licking, ass eating hoe. I'm gonna kill you tonight and then have sex with your corpse. (laughs) I'm gonna say something. Um that that is a, that is one area that I've never been good at. It's Which just like what? is like uh, talking dirty, talking or, dirty. Because this is some this is some Mormon ass dirty shit. I think that's past. Uh, yeah, that's I think that's past anything that's acceptable to be honest. But I mean, I guess I just have too good a sense of humor. Right. I'd get all in my head and I'd like I'd say something I, stupid. I'd no, I'd say something regular and then I would just laugh about it because it's it wouldn't be super duper genuine coming from me. I think, me personally, I've never, I mean, I've never done it, really. You know, I've tried. So what we had meant nothing to you, David. <laughs> you laughed bitch. and you said dirty things to me, and that's what, <laughs> that's what killed it, Jeremy. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but but also, we're, we're in a new era now. So. I think I'm focused. That's the thing. I'm focused. Right, wouldn't you want to be focused on the task I'm focused at hand on what's of what happening say? right now. Right? Yeah. Um, I might blurt out. I don't know. I might. I don't even know. Like I might. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you something that happened one time. I just happened to be thinking about maybe I wanted to say something dirty, and then, um, and then also you know my sense of humor. Like mm-hmm. I always want to make somebody laugh, and so for sure, I, I was, I was mating, doggy style, and uh, I thought this would be really funny to say, and so I kind of grabbed her hair and I started going a little faster, and I was like, yeah, boy. And she did not like that. Yeah, boy. Yeah, said, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, so boy. He said, yeah, boy. Yeah. You get it, boy. You say it with a southern accent. Kind of. Yeah, I... boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. And I brought my banjo out. I started plucking on it. So, so this girl told me that she uh, sometimes blurts out dirty stuff during sex, and um, she just blurts it out because she talks dirty. And she said one time that she had blurted it out, like, you know, put your balls on my face, you know. And the guy actually did it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why did I say it's that? It's not as sexy as you It's would not as sexy. And she was like, well, I don't even know why I said that. Like, yeah. Why? I don't want that here. Like, what? I thought, why did I say that? Because it was in the moment, like, you know, you say something dirty and now you regret it. And what were, yeah, that's you know, the thing. Now, like, now you said something completely stupid. Because if, if you're having sex with somebody, like, you, you kind of want to, like, have sex with people that are also fun. Yeah. And there's some sh- there's some shit that just comes out of people's mouth when they're having sex that this- that just shouldn't be said. Right. And and when it does, like I think you should have the freedom to just fucking stop and start laughing. For sure. I think if you can't laugh during that moment, like you're you're probably with the wrong person. Or you're super drunk. Yeah. I mean, just... yeah. I've, <laughs> me, I'm the you know I I'm pretty much a one man show here. So the thing is, is like I don't I don't sleep around at all. So. I would say, I would say, 
you should be so comfortable with that person that when you if you do something stupid or slip or whatever, someone farts or some shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You should be able to stop, laugh your ass off, and get back to it. For sure. Right? Have you have you ever had anything like funny like that happen to you? There's been there's some weird stuff. I remember one time in particular that um that I that I was that I was getting head and I had gas, bro, and I and I I I was so scared that if I nutted, <laughs> that like it was just all that was all gonna come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it breaks your core. I I couldn't focus on the finish because I was so scared. I was just gonna like start like coming and farting at the same time. And I know that's embarrassing, but like I think a lot of people can relate with that. No, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you get I so agree. relaxed and you just yeah. like, oh God, don't let this slip. Um, and now, well, now I just, you know, now I just turn on music kind of loud and just, and. So you, did, when, so you, you said you listen to music? Well, this is, <laughs> now we get, now you just open up the music. So you, you listen to music? You listen to oldies? Or? Um, no, I, I, I would say I like, I mean, music when we I, I like to listen to music. I guess if there was like, I guess if there's other people in the house and you just want to be kind of courteous, you okay. don't want to be like, here right. you. Put the TV then, on, put music yeah, on. Yeah. Noise. Yeah. Just something like. Cause, I don't know. I, I, I don't really like. I mean, I'm not super into the idea of hearing like my housemates have sex, right. and I don't think they should have to hear me either. Right. Especially because you, you grunt. Really. Loud. I'm a big grunter. You know what I mean? Huge grunter. Um. I I I had a roommate one time, and, uh, bro, it was so bad. Like he just, he was so much louder than the girl. Oh, that's. And he would like now, make now, weird. Now, now that's another one too because here's the thing, like guys should be able to make noise, but they should not out drink, you know, out noise the chick. Bro, this guy would like hit this weird note. Um, <laughs> hit a weird oh, note. Like it, it sounded like a scared ghost. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he, Whoa. He, yeah, it was weird. Whoa. Um, this particular this particular gentleman who will never hear this anyways. Um. He was, yeah, he was loud, and apparently from um, from his partner at the time, he um, also um, wasn't super good at it, I guess. So, um, so when it happened, uh, she was she was quiet. I mean, she's not a real faker or anything, so she was really quiet, and so you could only hear him, and so you'd hear him like grunting and grunting, and then. Periodically, I think he would like try to spank her so she would like moan or squeal or something, but she didn't go along with it. So it would it would like be like whoa 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 whoa. It was it was so bad. We That's we weird. thought it sounded like one of the seals at the aquarium that was like try to like yeah try to do that so you know so they could give him fish, and oh. then they kind of like slap themselves with their flipper. And you have so to it endure like, it. Aquarium sex. Yeah, it was horrible. And then this, this son of a bitch. He was so it was it was funny because like we all knew he was having sex. We didn't care. Nobody cares. Like right, he's right in that age range. But afterwards, every time this fucking guy would like put on a bathrobe and walk outside, just nothing else, just a bathrobe, and walk outside and smoke a cigarette and just look at us like, "What's up? What's up?" He looked he looked like a bird, right? He had little tiny eyes and big glasses <laughs> and a big old nose. He's like, "What's up?" Who? Yeah, I just scored. No, bro, it sounded like you were getting hammered from it, the back, right? Yeah, now. it was not good. Scared ghost. Scared. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> Next meme. 
You want to read this one out? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Okay. As for titties, I honestly wish that y'all would stop objectifying women to these just two body parts. They're much more than that. And if you don't see anything wrong with it, then you're part of the problem. Ass, though. <laughs> ass, Now, though. I, I agree. I agree, personally. You're more of an ass guy. I'm more of an ass guy. Well, one thing about ass is, you. I mean, it's kind of tough. It's it's a tough thing to put on women because because if you don't have like if you don't have good genetics, you don't really like work out. Like some some women have have really no ass. They have a really tiny ass. Yeah. And it's really a, a it's kind of an outside the it's a it's a it's kind of an anomaly when a girl gets like a butt job. But boobs, like if they always if they wanted a boob job, they're. It doesn't matter how much you have or don't have. They right. can customize you. Right. If you're an ass man, you're gonna. I mean, you're you're, the, you're gonna that that tar, that changes your demographic a little bit. I think it does. I've always been since I was a kid. More so so yeah. If she had like a decent a decent behind, but like really no boobs at all, you just sucking on a heartbeat. You'd still still on it. Dude. Still on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was a kid, I pinched a lady's ass and my. Uh, I was with my grandpa. He took me into a store, mm-hmm. and I went up and like pinched and grabbed her ass, and she thought it was my grandpa. She oh my turned god! Around and slapped his ass, dude. No way! I've been an ass man since birth, my friend. Wow, that's a since good it story. Came out the womb. You know, a funny story about that is: Do you remember when we were kids? You used to walk into a store, and they had everything on rounders, and they they, they had all the hangers like in a circle. And you're a little kid, and you walk underneath yeah, the circle yeah, and get yeah. in between the clothes and kind of hide. Yeah. Um, one of my cousins. It's it like my favorite dude. We, we grew up, we're like brothers. Um, he told me one time, and it was funny because he was little. He was like four or five, that his mom was talking to somebody and she was standing, the, the woman that she was talking to was in a dress or a skirt and she was standing right next to the rounder. And and this, my cousin, shout out the uh, great powerful Evan, um, got on his back and scooted underneath to where he was looking up her skirt. Are you and he's like, he's like, I remember doing this. I don't remember exactly why, but I just knew I wanted to at that age. That's interesting, dude. Right? He's just looking yeah. up this lady's skirt. What do you think he hoped to see? Whatever was in there, dude. Whatever was in there. Just curious. Just curious. I think at that age you are just kind of curious. It's not a malicious thing, right? It's, no, no, it, it no. changes. I mean, if he was, if he was 34 doing that, it'd be a different thing than being right. four. You know? Even if he's like a teenager doing that, you're still, that's a little kind of getting weird, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as like a little kid. Right. You just want to see what's cracking. You know what I yeah. mean? What's cracking in there, dude? <sighs> okay, so with regards to this meme, um, honestly, like, I... I ass or titties, I, I mean... It's hard to say. I guess everybody's just so different. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, I definitely, you know, at one point in time, my girlfriend had, like, triple Ds, like, 34 triple Ds, really small in the chest, like, really small in the, like, ribs, but huge boobs. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I've had, I've had uh, you know a couple girlfriends that were like really tiny, yeah. and so I don't, I don't know that it matters that much to me. I, it would be tough to choose. I think okay, so I've been, I've been on both ends of the spectrum, and I prefer ass. I mean that's just me. It's preference. It's really preference. Sure, just like and anything. that's what this guy is saying. Am I objectifying? No. Am I saying that? I'm just saying me. My personal preference is ass. You're an ass man. I'm an ass man. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I'm not going to hate, you know, I'm not going to hate. You, you know, know, well, so let's talk about the objectification here because, like, 
as a society, and I kind of think we talked about this, but as a society, we really value what we can see. So exactly, you could be a wonderful, beautiful person, mm-hmm. um, but if you got giant, like really obnoxiously big, perky boobs, people are gonna really be more attracted to Correct. that before they know your personality, right? They see you. Mm-hmm. So we, since we're not mind readers, we see what we see, and then right. we're we either attracted to it, don't care, or we don't like it. Um, Agreed. So I, I agree. We now, all have not only we that, like. I think maybe there's some some sort of primal. Well, there is. You know, right? maybe so, the, oh, you you got to think of breastfeeding. Sure. You think of you know like those have milk in them, like you know what I mean. Like that could be a, that could be a sustained... potential mom for sure. my child. Sure. You know, I mean, it's got to be something in the brain. Well, there is. Like that, that's right? I mean, that's a proven thing, right? So girls, women, with um, you know, with like a bigger behind, and like bigger hips, right? We 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 subconsciously associate that with their ability to bear children successfully, because narrow women with narrow hips, basically you know struggle to birth to birth healthy children it's been a thing um you know we have modern medicine now and that doesn't make it doesn't make as much of a difference but i know you know my daughter was delivered via c-section okay um her mom had really tiny hips so larger hips create bigger ass um she could right and so another thing is like right as far as like a bit like a big perky behind you also wanted you also wanted your partner um to either be muscular enough or have enough like size to her that if she needed to go somewhere with your child, that she would have good mobility with those big legs that, you know, good size behind. Mm-hmm. However, let's talk about this. There's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to big ass. Yeah. It's only cool up to a certain point. That's true. It's intimidating. We've all seen those ones that are just like, oh no, 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 no. That's too much. Yeah, there's, there's, there's such thing as too much. It's intimidating. There's too much. There's such thing as too I, much. Me personally, Nicki Minaj is too much ass for me, dude. Well, that's not real though. It's not, but that's you just know? too much for me. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think that's another thing that's just like a societal thing where where we put pressure on people to look a certain way, and then some people just take it too far. Yeah. You've seen these bodybuilders that are just like, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine today about um, synthol. You familiar with that? Mm-hmm. So it's just the stuff people inject into their biceps mm-hmm. and your biceps look massive and huge and like just gross and swollen um, because they think that's what people want, which is which it, it becomes too much because they see growth. They see that their arms getting bigger and then they only want it to just become bigger. And then pretty soon they look like they have balloons on their arms, but they have little tiny wrists, little tiny hands, mm-hmm. just small forearms, skinny, which just doesn't match them. Mm-hmm. But I think like once again, society seems to value certain things. So people are willing to go out of their way to do certain things. Makes you know? sense. The same thing with like a boob job. And I understand everyone like, maybe everyone gets them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But the idea that like you're down to let alter someone. Your body. Yeah, you're, you're, you're down to let. And I've seen the procedure. It's pretty gnarly. But you're down to let somebody like slice into your skin, your flesh, mm-hmm. through tissue, mm-hmm. through muscle. Mm-hmm. And stuff these things underneath your, underneath your muscle in your skin so that you get a different kind of attention is like it's kind of crazy like this the idea that people go to those kind of links me personally i'm not into fake shit like that so it's like i i i wouldn't be like but they look good that's the thing is you see them visually yes they look because we're visual people so you have to go oh yeah well because they're like they look perfect from the outside or whatever they're you know what i mean like whatever but i'm not if I know they're fake, that's an automatic like, it's shut a turn down. Off. It's a total turn off. That's but it, but why is that? Is it because that you think? Because for me, I feel like it, it would be. I feel like it's a turn off to me because I feel like she got them for attention, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to be a part of that. Like I don't want to play that game. 
I see the attention, I go deeper, like, there's obviously some internal issues that you're not happy with yourself. If sure. you're not happy with yourself, then, like, how can you be happy with me? Like, right. if you see flaw, like, how, like, I, I just don't get it. Sure. That means you really care about what people... I think self-esteem and self-acceptance is so, is so pivotal that sometimes people just don't, you know, pe- people just have a hard time accepting themselves. That said, on the other side of that, right, you've got gals that, um maybe feel a little inferior everybody in their family has boobs yeah. but they just didn't and then you know maybe their clothes fit weird or yeah. maybe some dickhead and you know in the past gave them a hard time about being flat chested or whatever but at the end of the day right it's just a it's just like how cool you are with yourself that's really what because it confidence down to. honestly as a dude confidence is really sexy it doesn't matter if you got an extra 20 pounds on you it doesn't matter if you're kind of skinny um if you got small little flapjacks, bring yeah. some little flapjacks. Doesn't over matter. Here, Get dude. them over here. I love flapjacks. Get those I'll little nanners over those here. Things, slap them around. Swing those little nanners over here. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm Here's not. Some. I'm not big on nanners. I'm just kidding. I, I, you know. I see what you're saying. Like ones that are shaped like a piece of pizza with a nipple on them. It's all good. I don't give a fuck as long as it's got a nipple on it. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I got nipples. Did you know your nipples are older than your teeth? Wow. Yeah. They weird really fact are. of the That's day, a huh? Weird fact of the day. <laughs> Wow, that's really interesting. Okay. All right, all right. What meme. do you mean? Let's get on to the next okay, meme. Let's, the next let's see meme. what's good. Let's see what's good here. Um, let's see if it'll even. Oh man, okay. So there's a little picture here, and it is a fox and a rabbit, and they're like cartoon-looking characters. And the fox looks very pleased. He's like got this funny smile on his face, and the rabbit looks terrified. And it says on the top, it says two kinds of people when I explain my kinks. This is true. Um, but every, I mean, everybody's got a, got their own thing, right? Um, you know what's funny is the one thing that we just don't give people enough like leeway with is foot fetishes, right? Like yeah. you could be into yeah. almost anything, and we'll be like, oh, okay, that's you. But if you're like, bro, I like to suck toes, we're like, get Whoa, the fuck out of my fuck. house. Hey, get out. Get I'm out of my house. You, out you my know house. what, sir? I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Fucking <laughs> put your beard down and leave. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking creep. I wouldn't say that I have a foot fetish, but I don't want to see no fucked up feet. Maybe because my te- feet don't look really well or something. I could I ignore know. the feet, man. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I mean, well, that that said, I mean, you you do need to look like you care about yourself, like you give a fuck. Yeah. That's part of, I think that's just part of being, like, that's part of your hygiene. You know what I mean? You think it's a Western culture thing? It could be. I mean, that, it, it really could be. Is it For, just, is just Okay, guys, so if you're listening to this, this is just our personal opinion on, on, on what our preferences are. Yours could be 100% different. Yeah. So, like, for me, um, I'm a big smells guy. So, if you smell yeah, nice, for sure. like, it's it's really cool. That's a super huge turn on to me if Agreed. you smell nice. But it can't be overdone and it can't be, like, a weird, like, perfume because mm-hmm. that fucks with it. But, like, for me, I guess just coming up how I came up, I came up in a really conservative household. Um, and so, like, for me, I mean, I know you and me are different this way, David. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, that that might be part of why... I'm not into like a lot of makeup on girls. It's just kind of how I came up. Like I, I want to see what you look like. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm, not, I don't care to see you painted up like a clown or anything like that. It's just like personal preference. On the other side of that, you know, like my man David's like, hey, dude, be all you can be. Like if you look super fine when you're done up, then that's cool. That's an extra bonus. Mm-hmm. And you probably don't look that bad when you're not done up. But for me, when I see the makeup or whatever, I'm just like, eh. or when I see chicks with weird, weird toes or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm all about the hygiene thing. Like I really. That's I'm all about I'm all about the smell and the hygiene, and then even the smell like, like your natural smell, dude. Because people have natural smell. This is true. And like, when you're laying next to them, 
they have a natural smell, dude. Oh, I know. And they put off natural pheromones, you know, natural stuff that is attractive. You know. What I'm okay, saying? so you're talking. Are you talking more about like uh, armpit? No, just or a natural. You know, just like, like a natural skin? scent. You know what I mean? Everyone has a scent. What cocoa butter? Like cocoa butter, not like cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know where you're coming from. Listen, so no, like, I see what you know you're what saying. I mean? Like, yeah. Like in the I don't know. Maybe they don't smell like soap or bo or anything, but they just have a natural scent. Okay, so this is a this oh this is like one thing yeah I'm right there with you like I always feel like I'm I always want to smell their head I want to smell their hair I want to see if their hair smells good dude that's a huge thing for me is that tricky okay so I've never told anybody about this I'm I'm dead serious because I want to smell your hair because okay I'm a tall guy I'm a tall guy I'm Mm 6'3 bro so when you come in for a hug and I have to smell your hair that's what I smell ooh Bro, and if Take it notes, smells girls. like you, like, and they, I know girls say they can't wash their hair every day and get all that. this stuff. I understand that. I get it too, but like, if you know that like the top of your dome is starting to crack off with some weird smell, maybe you should like get some, I don't know, something. Because if it smells like you just came from the gym mm-hmm. and you have sweat up, like you know you what I'm saying? you just did the Murph? Yeah, if you just did <laughs> the Murph, go you did some days. AMRAP, whatever the fucks, and I'm immediately like, nah, not happening. Super huge turn off. Yeah. I get is. that. I love hair, dude. Like yeah, I'm, hair's I'm awesome. really into hair. Yeah, me too. Hair's great. But also, okay, so just personally wise, mm-hmm. I, I it seems like I like people that are exact opposite of me. Of me. me. Like like I'm like I'm that hairy dude. I have a hairy chest. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um I'm kinda dark. So it seems like I, I'm more attracted to people that are like the like the polar opposite of that. Like people that are a little bit lighter skinned than me. Mm-hmm. Um I think my skin looks really cool next to theirs and then like color um, contrast? Yeah, a little color contrast. I think everyone likes that. I mean, I just I think that's a. Thing. I, I mean, I know that a lot of people, a lot of people are like my like, nothing against like Mexican chicks or Indian chicks or like darker skin chicks, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But like, for me, it just seems like uh, like I'm kind of a hairy guy, so I don't really like hair on my chicks. But like, but but like long hair on their head is pretty rad. Yeah. I know it's a lot of work though, so no, I understand that. You it's think like, that's conservative upbringing? Could be for sure, huh. for sure. I, I mean, honestly, for me, like if you have soup, like. If you have super long, like hair to your butt, that's hot to me. That's yeah. something I find super attractive. I don't care if I go to take a shower and there's a ton of hair in the shower. It doesn't yeah. bother me if For I sure. wake up and there's Agreed. hair wrapped around my ears. Like this, it doesn't. Dude, that's just a part of who you are, and it's part Agreed. of having hair. So like, I'm cool with it. Agreed. It doesn't bother me a bit. No, that doesn't bother me either. No, I um, agree with that 100. Like some people, you know, and and I understand there's a lot of maintenance involved and stuff, and and expense involved in. Did we explain this to me? Did we even talk about this? Well, they, okay, so two two kinds of people when I explain my kinks. And then we kind of like, and then one one person has a happy, one, the one character has a happy face and the other one looks horrified. Everybody's got different kinks, man. Some people, you, you tell them what you like and they're just like, oh, no, no, that's it. That's it. No, I'm not with that. You know what I mean? You ever, you ever told anybody what you're into and they're like, oh, no, that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's not me. That's yeah, is that, is that what this is saying? But it's like saying it. kinks. That's what it's referring to. Yeah, things that you're into, like sexually. When they, when you say you're kinky, that's that's usually a, a sexual thing. Someone's right? like, someone's like, I like biting. Yeah, you know what I mean, so then you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I want you to punch me in the back of my head. And you're like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's some interesting. Yeah, thing. boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Oh my God! Everybody that listens to this. You've realized now as yeah, we walk up yeah, to we're me, pretty much yeah, out there. boy, yeah, boy, whatever. Don't tell me, yeah, boy, unless you're trying to fuck. Okay, <laughs> just, just some put that out there. Don't walk up to me and say that shit. Um, different kinks, yeah. Some people are into different stuff, but yeah, I kind of led off with like feet. Um, 
you know, and, and, and people different. I feel you with that. I do. You know and the I mean? hair. People hair different kind of. Hair smell. Things. Oh, shoot. Like, let me go back. You better go here. back to that. Let me go right back now. to this. Okay, back to this. Me. <laughs> how, do I, how do I get out of this? Okay, so uh, let me apologize for a second. I don't fucking know how to use this thing very well. How do I go sideways on this thing? But like you said, I'm a, I'm a smell guy, dude. For sure. So like, I mean, I, people say, man, you always smell so good at work. You know what I mean? Like, I come in, I smell good. Yeah. It's not even a matter of like, it's just, I like to smell good. And if you ask anybody in my family, I've been that way since I was like eight, dude. You're a cologne guy. I'm a cologne a guy. Whole, I like to smell whole... good. I have a whole thing of colognes. Has nothing to do with, with anything other than, uh, there's some funny memes on here. Um, me just liking to smell good. I don't want to smell bad. For sure. I don't like... Okay, smelly feet? Dude. Oh, Bro, no, no. can't do it. I'm sorry, dude. On you or someone else? Someone else. And even myself. Like, if, I, if I'm if i like... Uh, and I, like, I've learned to, like, take my boots off. Like, mm-hmm. I've learned over the years how to not have that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like it. True. And it's to the point where, like, my kids, dude. They come <laughs> home... Poor kids. And they, like, take... I'm like, hey, get your nasty asses in there and wash your feet. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, oh, I'm dead serious, dude. I will beat your ass, dude. <laughs> Like, go wash your shit, dude. Because I don't like it. I don't like smells. I don't like bad smells. Dude. Well, we were talking before the podcast about how um, your sense of smell is most closely associated with, with your uh, yeah, with right. your memory. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. So, Taste and smell, right? Taste and... Well, they, thing, they work right? together. Um, but yeah, for sure. You've like walked into your friend's house and it smells funky like cat piss or something. Yeah, they have, like, yeah. They have cats or something. They got an yeah. indoor litter box. It just smells like... Ugh. Yeah, um, you have two dogs and your house smells great. It doesn't thank smell you. bad at all. Thank you. I just want to tell you, you that. I'm, um, I was going to ask you because, so there's this, there's a, um, not a phenomenon, but it's basically in our biology, it's called olfactory adaptation. Um, and what that is, is it's the people that have the two cats or whatever, and mm-hmm. they've got an indoor litter box. Their bodies adapt to that smell and they don't smell it. It's like when you don't smell yes. your house. So, and That's the reason scary. why, it's like a trait that we have from way back. Mm-hmm. But like if you lived in a cave, and you shat in a cave, and you cooked in a cave, and you everything. So it smelled. So your your body gets used to the smell. Right. And what it does is this olfactory adaptation um, changes your changes your brain to where you only smell unfamiliar scents. So right, if you walked into your house, and even if your house is smelly, you're used to it. But you smell like burning wires or something. That's the scent that your body kept, picks up. Dude, easier. what about like if your shirt doesn't dry right in the dryer? And it, uh, it smells like mildew smell. or something. It's like burn the whole fucking thing. Throw the whole shirt away. Throw the whole shirt away. Start over. Or wash it again if it's a nice one. Yeah, I know, but it sucks. Doesn't that suck? It's not fun. When you're out somewhere and you can't change. (laughs) Fuck. Well, that's why you got a whole cologne collection. That's right. (laughs) I mean... All right. Um, On to the next one. On to the next one. We're 46 minutes in. Um, All right, so the next one uh, is a picture of... What is it? It's some kind of... Looks like a, a can or something, maybe. Something for cooking. Um, it's made by Hormel, and it says Hormel thick and easy. And on the top, it says her father. Which qualities make you choose my my daughter as your girlfriend? This is me. And then it shows this can of thick and easy. Thick and easy. Ah, uh, I don't know if I want to get too far into easy chicks, bro. Yeah, let's, I don't, like I, mean, I don't want to isolate any part of my audience here. Yeah, same here. I I, I think we. It's a funny. It's a funny meme. It is a funny meme. It's a funny meme. Mhm. It's a me funny meme. But it's not. It's not something I don't want to get too far into that. No, yeah, let's, let's. I mean, I guess we could look at who liked it and then. We we can. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I don't know there. if we really want to <laughs> talk about that. Um, 
Okay, next meme. During sex, it says. There's a lot of sex memes. You know, I know, I'm, I'm noticing thing? that now. Okay, is... so this is off my own personal meme page. Oh, this is, oh. This is me. This, oh, yeah. For, well, this is what I find oh, funny. Oh, okay. yeah, sex stuff. Listen, this is, uh, I'm not a business owner. I don't, like, I don't have to hold, uphold. Like, uh, sometimes, though, sometimes, okay, let me be honest. There's some shit that I don't post. Because it's too bad? It's too much. It's, it's too just much. too much. I mean, some people know me and they associate me with my my place of work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to reflect yeah. badly on anyone. No, I agree, hundred percent. And I then mean, if they if they don't know you, like if you know me and you, I'm not a racist man. I'm not a you know like I'm, I'm every everyone's equally shit across the board to me. Sure, it's the way I see it. Hate man. everyone equally. That's I fair. hate everyone equally. But some people. memes are funny, dude. Some memes are hilarious, and too. a lot of this stuff is based in like. And some of it's racist, and I still laugh because it's. It's fucking funny, dude. Okay, well, uh, so, I mean, th- there's, I'm a brown guy, uh, my daughter's half black, you know what I mean, like, I work, I we live in an area with, like, mostly white folks. Correct. Um, I think when it comes to racism, I, I really believe, and I, I don't really get offended by it, to be honest, I don't get offended, I think a lot of times, um, I think a lot of times, the, the people that say racist stuff, mm-hmm. They really only have as much power as you give them. So, um, and, and what I mean by that is, like, uh, like, there was a gentleman at work the other day that we ended up having to escort out. And once he got out, he, he was asking my, my, my door guy, who was a Hispanic guy, uh, are your parents immigrants? Da, da, da. And it kind of got him wound up. And I'm like, mm, look, if you, if you let that guy make you dance, right? right. If you let that guy make you, if, right. you, if you let what he says control your emotions, this is maybe not the job for you. This is true. You can't just like, I mean, had he not responded or had he just laughed or whatever, like, I mean, you, you, so racist when it comes to that, I think that's just like the lowest common denominator. That's like the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit for them when they want to, when they want to upset it's like you. It's like the go-to. They just go straight for it. Right. Cause it's easy and it's right. like, it doesn't take any brains. But I honestly believe it. Even people that say like silly shit, like that guy I was asking, you know, Steve, if his, if his, um, if his ancestors, if his parents were immigrants, da da da. He's just he's probably not a bad person. He just was like drunk and c- couldn't think of anything else to go with when he's yeah, getting thrown out of yeah, a bar. He's correct. embarrassed. He's in his fifties. Yeah. So like, I, I don't I don't think that everybody that says like racist stuff is actually a racist. I don't. I mean, they just go just, for the hurt. It's just go stupid, for the right? Heart, and they know that people will just get upset. Over right. Them. Um. Right. Like. Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you give them the finger and you're like, stupid motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know their motherfucker. They no. might have just accidentally, you know, but it was I, like, it's I didn't mean to say, you stupid chink. Oh, shit. You're not. Uh, not a lot of Asians. There's not there. a lot of Asians. I'm all, dude, Asian, Asians are known for being some goddamn good drivers. <laughs> but also, on the other end of that spectrum, you know, if you're, I mean, it's funny. Um, they asked a couple of questions when I was going out for uh, the Corrections Academy and they were like, um, you know, maybe. Uh, let's talk about stereotypes is what they said and like what stereotypes do you think of when you think of and then they had you know different racial groups there and it was like uh, Asians and I just flipped it on them and I was like they're good at driving like black people they're good at sports <laughs> Mexicans they're good at building stuff and, and cooking and so that was funny because the, the the background investigator guy when he was listening, he read all those and he wanted to talk to me about them He's like, is this really what you meant? And I was like, well, you said stereotypes. I'm just thinking like what you think of when you think when you see a certain race. Right. It worked out well for me. That's I passed that part. I always thought Asians were really shitty drivers. I mean, 
I think there's I think there's a lot of people other than Asians. There's just really shitty, shitty drivers. drivers. There's just, some really horrible I think drivers. Pe- I know we're getting way off tangent. Older people, dude. People, have you ever seen people in parking lots? Yeah. They completely lose all their shit. They, they forget confused. how to fucking drive. They get in a confused because there's not one road. There's not a two lane road with big lines on it. They and just, they like, get scared and they get weirded out and it's like, dude. How many accidents have you seen in parking lots? I've not very many, attention. Dude. I've, I've seen a lot. Have I've seen you? a lot. Oh fuck yeah! I saw this guy at. Um, Home Depot the other day, backed his like his little construction vehicle into this old lady, and then he gets out and he's like, "There's a dent in her car or whatever," and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's no big deal. That'll pop right out. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll come over tomorrow. We'll just get a plunger, pop that out." He just, he just wants to drive off, you know. He tr- totally tried to hustle this old lady, <laughs> and I walk out and I was like, "Yeah, you guys should probably exchange insurance information." I was like, "That's probably not gonna come right out, sir." I just kind of want to stand up for this little old lady. Yeah, it was definitely sure. his fault. He wasn't paying attention. For sure. We got off track here with this meme, David. We did. Um, well, we didn't even. We didn't even talk about. We didn't it. even talk about this meme. We okay. brought a meme, and we have not even. Okay, it. so this is just a white meme, white background, black letters. It says, "During sex, her, I want you to hurt me, me. Your sister's more successful than you. Her, wait, me. I'm not a big fan of the new haircut. Her, stop. <laughs> so, what? so you see, this is the second meme that we've talked about. Hurt me, talk dirty to me, right? What is Would it? you say that this is a generational thing, or this has this always been around? Because now, 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 I don't know. I think I come from I think girls my age, and I'm gonna totally say my age here. Maybe you know in the let's area. just say middle aged. Let's just say middle. <laughs> let's just say middle aged man. I I don't know. Like in high school and stuff. Like, I don't really. You know, there really wasn't a lot of choking and shit going down and yeah. hair pulling and fucking. You know what I mean? That really um, wasn't going down. Now, I feel like, see what we have here? We have the media. Pull me, choke me, hurt me. Right. Talk dirty slap to me, my slap face. my face, hey, punch my eye. Really game on silent-ish. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I mean, like, well, that that's, I guess it's funny because, um, like, maybe, I, I, you gotta think that at some point, like, this has always been happening. All of this, like, random shit. All this, like, ass-eating and stuff that people are into. Like, it's kind people, of been going down for a It while. had to have been going down forever. It's just something people do. But, but they, never, the they were never comfortable it. with talking about it. I'll tell you what brought it. What? I'll be honest with you. I really think, like, a lot of, like, rap and R&B music really brought this, like, really nasty, funky stuff to, okay. to public attention. And okay. then just glorified it to where the point where, like, you know... Till the sweat drips down my balls and all my bitches crawl and skeet skeet oh, all skeet, over your skeet, face skeet, and all this. Like everybody knows those lyrics yeah. because it's popularized now and, and it's like it's not something you would you would think was like out out of the ordinary or anything. Right, 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 right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So I don't want to blame any genre of music, but that's like for sure like a, a really yeah, filthy really not misog- about misogynist. All over the place over your no. Face and- uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to really be a different kind of... Dripping down my balls. All skeet skeet. Well, now you got me you got me thinking. I mean, it's, it could. It really could. Yeah. It could. I don't know. I've never heard any really... I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of genres out there. Yeah, for sure. like, But yeah, it's weird how... It's weird how now, like, there's a lot of choking, hair pulling, slap me in the face, hurt me kind of things going on. But you know what? It's also possible that that could have to do with, like... Um, that that could have to do with uh, maybe just um, like the daddy issues we have going on now. Punch me, hurt a me, lot of that. me. Yeah, like a lot of, I mean, 
do you ever really deal with a girl that that wants that kind of stuff that just like isn't somehow a little bit fucked up? Most mm, of the time they are. That's a very Most of the time point. there's some like real underlying Ooh, issues there. That's some deep shit. Or the opposite. Everything's so perfect. Everything's perfect. And, so and they just want a bad boy. It's weird how girls want bad boys now, but I guess it's always kind of been that way, right? Like you want somebody that like is, but yeah. I think that's just because they confuse. And I say girls because mostly like women, as they as they get a certain age, they're a little bit more open to like the nice guy thing. But they want the bad boy. They want the bad. They boy. They want to turn the bad boy into a good boy. Well, I heard something that made a lot of sense to me, and and I and I've said it before, but I feel like that every every guy at a certain age wants a good girl that'll be naughty for him that'll be bad for him yes and the girls want a bad boy that will be good for them that that'll makes be good total to sense them. actually and it's kind of weird how we, we either meet in the middle or we don't lady in the streets lady yeah lady in the streets freak in the sheets well so we are nearing the end of this podcast we're gonna go ahead and pop off of these um, off of the, these memes here we've we've kind of exhausted this a little bit and, and you know I hope people are still listening maybe they're not um, so, David, on to the lightning round. Boom. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. You're just going to answer as fast as you can. And uh, we've got about three minutes to make this work. Okay, do it. Cool. Okay, so answer as fast as you can. Favorite kind of cereal? Life. Life cereal. Favorite comic book character? Ooh, that's a hard one. It's between um, Ghost Rider and um, there is this... Um... There is this vampire guy, Spider Morbius. So I, I'd say Ghost Rider. Never I heard like of Ghost Rider. <laughs> Favorite food? Favorite food? Yeah. Tacos, man. Tacos. Favorite color? Black. Amuse Favorite amusement park? Favorite amu Disneyland. For sure. Favorite actor? <sighs> actor? Man. Actor. We're talking male. Or actress? Ma actress? Um, I'm going to have to say uh, Drew Barrymore. Okay, I'll take it. Favorite city? Los Angeles. Okay. Favorite smell? Favorite smell? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Uh, lavender. Okay. Wow, I don't know where that came from. I that got was you on that one. Deep Would you rather win a million dollar car or a million dollar house? Million dollar house. Cool. Would you rather sit on a dick and eat a cake or sit on a cake and eat a dick? Uh, sit on a cake and eat a dick. All right. David, you've been awesome, man. This has been kind of fun. This is actually very, very close to the conversations we have every day. So hopefully it's been eye-opening for some of you guys. And... Uh, or maybe not. Maybe you guys just can't keep up. Yeah, I um, think that's what it is. However, guys, if you do want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, shoot me a call, a text, uh, contact me somehow. I'm just definitely down to getting other people that are super interesting, um, you know, and, and that might have some input on what we're what we're doing here. So, David, dude, thanks for stopping by, man. I love you, Jeremy. It was kind of hard to nail you down on this, but I had a great time. That was funny. That was good shit. It was funny. It was, was it everything you were expecting? It's pretty much our conversations, like you said. Every no, day. it really is. It's funny. All right, guys, until next time, um, be good humans, make good choices. See you later. Deuces. Peace. What is up, boys and girls? Welcome to the podcast. First of all, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here. We're going to try something different. Um, we're going to try something that makes sense to us, and we're going to try to cover not only um, mixed martial arts from the, point, the standpoint of USC, but also jujitsu and, and whatever combat-related stuff that we feel is appropriate or stuff that we're caught up on and um, so that's going to include a couple things Cody yes sir we're going to talk about UFC we're going to talk about the most recent Abu Dhabi um, and then dude we got we got to talk before we go we got to talk about that that bare knuckle fighting championships oh man
that I, I'm not super caught up on that. I really need to kind of do it, um, sit down and do some homework and figure out what the best, but the best source is for, for catching up on that. But man, that thing seems gnarly. Yeah, definitely. There's um, been... you know, some people are arguing that it's actually going to be, you know, not as bad long-term for you health wise. I know that was something Rogan talked about. Rogan was really staunchly against maybe the, even the use of gloves mm-hmm. because he thought that you would maybe be more likely to to um, do a lot more injury to yourself. <laughs> and then he watched it and he kind of changed his stance. And then right, um, some of the tissue damage is pretty remarkable. That is that is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you look at Artem versus uh, who was it? Jason uh, Knight. Jason Knight. Dude. Yeah. Bloody slugfest. Yeah. Um, how is actually redoing? Are they? Yeah. How is Artem so sucky at at, at <laughs> MMA, and then just kills? He's, it? He's just a brawler. Yeah, man. In, in the pocket, he, he the loves pocket. to get uh, clinched up and just just throw. Uh, that's that's exactly what he was, what he was doing against uh, Malinaji. That's <laughs> so whole, for those of you guys fight. that aren't caught up on this, hundred <laughs> percent. Artem Lobov um, is a Russian guy. Of, uh, of, of Siberian. Of, okay, so of, of, of that part of the that part of the world, and um, didn't do too great in the UFC. Even though he had a really he had a lot of talent, it just never yeah. translated itself as well as we thought it should. Pull up his uh, his record here. Yeah, um, and, and it's kind of funny too if you follow any of the online forums. Um, he has a contingent of people <laughs> that consistently call him the greatest of all time he's the goat even though he's got um he is a pretty lopsided record 13 15 1 and 1 mm, so it's not as lopsided as we thought i mean 13 15 1 and 1 it's not a great record but it you know he did it, see some who's who in the ufc you know he fought ryan hall cub swanson andre feely um you know those are some those are some great guys and he, and he lost to all of them? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the, but there is some people that, like, and I know some people personally that have, they're just gym monsters. They're animals in the gym. Right. Something about getting under the lights, the heat, the crowd, the weight cut, whatever it is, they just never live up to their full yeah, potential. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, Artem Lobov is in this, um, in this bare knuckle fighting championship, and uh, he's been doing pretty well. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, he's had mixed. Actually, you know what? He has won two fights so far. Okay. Yeah. So he's only fought two fights. He's beat Jason Knight, and then he uh, beat Polly Malinaji, who was Connor's. Uh, you know, the boxer Boxing who coach. came in and helped uh, Connor out for the. Um, Floyd and then fight. they had a falling out, right? Him yeah. And Connor McGregor. Yeah. So uh, him and Connor, uh, man, they went. They went back at it over, you know, some sparring. Allegedly, Connor had knocked him down. Uh, he released the video, and it really turned out, you know, more to be kind of a push. Uh, you know, for me, um, having trained a whole different bunch of places, and sometimes you go in and you train, and you're not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not 100% hydrated. You're not 100% focused. Everybody has an off day. Um, I don't like to... I don't like to publish in, in really any way, shape, or form. You know, a lot, and a lot of the old school guys and even some of the newer school guys are definitely against the idea of, we say, don't train and talk. 
So, right. you know, I mean, if, if you're in the gym, you're training with somebody, everybody's looking to get better, everybody's going hard, and somebody catches you, that's not necessarily a life victory. 100%. I think, I think 100%. it's... 100%. I think the gym is an area that should be sacred enough um, as a proving ground and a, and, and a place to sharpen your sword where, where you don't... You shouldn't really have guys that are walking around talking about their accolades at the gym or how right. many, who they tapped out or you know anything like that I, i'm just not i'm not i guess i'm not of the new new school casual fight fan yeah that well, is all about that yeah for sure well in the gym i 100 percent agree you know i think that um you know and i can speak you know from experience with you know catching guys who are obviously much higher level than me and uh you know, and just to, I, just, I know that I caught them. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, they had a little sleeper moment and they got caught. And mm-hmm. it's not that, I don't, inst- I'm not instantly better than that person. You know what I mean? And I don't need the, I don't feel the need to go around, you know, saying that, hey, I tapped so-and-so. Right. You know, there's no, no place for that. When sure. We're all just trying to get better. Yeah, I, that's how I feel about it. And also, you know, there's, there's. A lot of the upper belts out there, and this is just a reference to jujitsu, and, and not necessarily as much to kickboxing and stuff like that. But a lot of the upper belts out there, they're not going a hundred percent against the lower belts either. They're they're trying to let you work. They know you haven't done this as long. They're yeah, you know, whatever definitely. it is. Um, and I can speak from personal experience. <clears throat> There's been times when I definitely took off, took my foot off the gas, hit the brake, coasted a little bit, and at some point in the middle of that. You know, I was out scrambled, out worked, out hustled, and ended up in a bad spot. You know, I've definitely been tapped to people that were nowhere close to my ability, but for whatever reason, you know, it, it in this training scenario because it's not right. life or death. Exactly. You, um, you know, they they somehow catch you. So yeah. when it comes to Connor, I I guess all bets are kind of off with him. He he's he's really got a, a flair for trying to really uh, beg for people's attention one way or the other, whether it's the flashy clothing or the outside, the antics outside of the ring or even some of the antics inside the ring. Right. And you know, every Twitter or uh, every, every time there's a fight card, he feels the need to come out and make his voice relevant by saying something about one of the fighters. And it's like, dude, at this point, fight or don't. Right. Right. It's that's, that's kind of my feeling on it. Um, the relevancy of him as as an as an MMA fighter has definitely diminished, um, but I don't know that his popularity has. Um, you know, I, and I'm not going to really throw shade at Conor McGregor fans. I will say he's a talented athlete. He did some really cool stuff. He went in there and, and handled business. And I think uh, there's good and bad, right? So, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you know, the 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 bad for the sport has been. Um, disrespect uh you know the 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 shit talking on 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 his opponents and and their and their parents and their religion and their kids whatever whatever the deal is i think too far um i think there's a limit to how far you should be willing to go on the other end of that um you know his his paycheck just laughs at us exactly so people want to either see him win or they want to see him lose and they're willing to pay for that so he's um he sold his integrity for notoriety and for, for that paycheck. And you know who's to say it's not just a hundred percent an act. Um, 
you know, we're both aware of fighters that that have a have an online persona and have a media persona, 100%. but are really cool. Um, for me personally, that was uh, that was Ronda Rousey. Um, hmm. I met her, spent a little time with her. Super neat girl, really humble, very chill. Um, but once, you know, she got a little couple more wins and um, a little bit more money and fame and and some recognition there it really just seemed like the personality changed up and i didn't believe that was her i didn't believe that was her at the core that whole like do nothing bitch yeah i just like i mean i i understand that you have an ethic that you work by or that you live by i get that um yeah but when it comes to being disrespectful to people i feel like there's some we should maybe draw the line somewhere Uh, yeah like the uh what was it before the holly fight she was yeah she was just feeling on top of the world you know putting her yeah Right. Her hand in Holly's face and right. Yeah. So whoever's listening, guys, I want to apologize first off for the the road noise you hear. It's kind of it's a warm day today, and I do have the windows open. Um, <laughs> it was either that or bring a fan in and just hear the <laughs> fan constantly. Um, so let's let's go back here and uh, and talk about um, this this bare knuckle boxing thing. Um, we kind of we kind of drifted away. Talked about talked about Artem and. And Polly Malinaji mm-hmm. and some gym stuff here, but um, uh, so while we're on the topic, maybe who who do you think you would like to see? That's maybe not even in this in this league. Who do you think would be a fun matchup for for this bare knuckle boxing thing, the championship that there is in the bare knuckle? Sure, I mean, I, like if you if you had your, if you had your dream matchup, like would you want to see Francis Ngannou versus oh god someone in there, <laughs> put him on the moon? Yeah, um, I mean, no, I mean honestly, I I think I think you know the top level athletes, uh, you know, of the US, UFC need to stay in the UFC for now. Um, Agreed. I I think that the whole you know bare knuckle thing is for you know retired fighters. Do you feel like it's in some ways like a almost a step back or a de-evolution from the respectability that the sport has sort of has really kind of scratched and clawed to gain as a legitimate, you know, as legitimate athletes, as a legitimate sport, as something that there's that's now available on ESPN that you're seeing highlights of? Do you feel like this is kind of a step backward for that? 100 percent. Yeah, I think that, you know, um it's it's appealing to the you know the just bleed you know fan base that's it's the people who just want to see people standing and banging blood everywhere it's it's you know maybe that's why i got into the ufc you know Mm -hmm. uh, for the exciting just crazy brawls but you know i i really like mma for fighting and you know the the kind of uh, camaraderie between fighters, like I, I love that at the end of you know when Jeremy Stevens just now when when he fought Yair, they had some bad blood going into that fight, mm-hmm. and then to see them you know hug it out after was uh, it just it's nice you know. Absolutely, yeah. There's a there's there's an element of of camaraderie. There's an element of respect that you can't help but have for somebody that shared the cage with you with you shared the ring with you put it all out there did the same kind of work you did win, lose, or draw. That, to me, is... Uh, it's a beautiful moment in that way. Right. 
Yeah, we've seen it, you know, multiple times. We've seen it with, you know, Connor and Nate when they had their second fight. Uh, that war, that five-round war. Sure. Yeah, and the, the, the with the bare-knuckle thing, I, I you know, it it's very easy to look at it and then just say, well, um, you know, this is... This is barbaric. This is ugly. This is maybe maybe something akin to, to human cockfighting or something that's right. um, dishonorable or whatever it is. I, I can see that contingent, and especially coming from the people that already don't um, support mixed martial arts or don't understand it. I've had a number of people tell me when they find out that I used to be involved in it, um, Wow, you know, you seem so nice. You seem like such a nice person. <laughs> you um, be a fighter? No way. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people um, will struggle with that. Right. But, you know, this bare-knuckle boxing. On the other end of that, you know, to, to completely um, change gears on, on what we're talking about, I can see the contingent of people that is not in agreement with what's going on mm-hmm. and doesn't like the idea of two people just in there trying to beat each other to death with their fists. Um but I think there's also the element of, of us being, being evolutionarily, being scrappers, being fighters, right. being, um, of that just being a part of our makeup, uh, the competition aspect, the man to man fighting. Um, I think that's always something we've always had in us, the struggle there. One hundred percent. I but you know, and that's the only difference is is the gloves, right? And then. Obviously, they're they're boxing instead of you know, no takedowns, no uh, legs, no uh, kicks. I mean, so it's it's really um, it's I think MMA, you know, Bellator, uh, UFC. I think they have found a good balance in glove size, or eight ounce, correct? Am I it's either eight or it's six. I know that the UFC uses four ounces. That's what I used to use is the four ounces. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a reasonable thing. Yeah. So, you know, because I think in boxing four ounce, wow, I can't believe I didn't have that. We're going to need to edit that. Boxing out. is using like a 16 ounce glove, <laughs> you know, sometimes smaller than that. Yeah, man. And so, you know, it's a giant, it's a much bigger target coming towards your head. It's going to hit you much more often, much harder. Sure. Um, what is it? You know, from a larger surface area is going to cause more impact on your head mm-hmm. over with force coming at you, right? Whereas a lighter is going to cause more of a popping. Plus the impact, you know, the, the weight of the glove itself. Right, exactly. Yeah, so when you wind up, yeah, that's adding all that extra weight to the force coming so I think that boxing is far more dangerous. I mean, there was there was just a death in boxing, wasn't there? This, there uh, was. Uh, there, there's weekend. been there's been a number of them over the years. the The comparison that I kind of use when it comes to boxing is is really my own experience, but that's been every almost every time I left from a good sparring day, I definitely had a headache. I was right, definitely right. hurting. I've definitely fallen asleep in my car after a hard boxing session that I probably shouldn't have. There's a possibility that I had a concussion at the time. Um, And you know, a lot of the, when it, when it's MMA versus boxing um, with mixed martial arts, I find that you're, that the, the force, the damage gets distributed pretty well. 
um, for the most part, um, uh, between leg kicking, knees, you know, all that stuff. Right, right. It's, in boxing, it's, there's a pretty heavy emphasis on the head. Right. Jab to the head, jab Probably to the head. You head, know, when somebody actually goes to the body, the body. Right. When somebody goes to the body, it's like, oh yeah, well that's a nice body shot. There's not nearly as many. It doesn't seem like there's as many. Yeah, as that, much impact. You'll on the see body. a you know a body shot KO every once in a while in boxing, but uh, yeah, definitely not the uh, the norm. Uh, speaking of body shots, what do you think about uh, Yair Rodriguez's body shot? Were you able to? Uh, catch that i i did i did see it um man yeah here's got some kicks on him so with this past this past uh friday um the the ufc held a rematch right it was a rematch yes. after the first one rematch in boston in boston so it was a, a friday fight night those are kind of been more unusual these days they haven't put on as many of those as many of those fight nights yeah but um so there was some bad blood, right? Let's just to catch people up on it. There was a little bit of bad blood, and that was because in their original matchup, that was only a few weeks ago, right? Yes. Um, there was oh, very, three, very early two, on, weeks. there was an eye poke that happened, an accidental eye poke, mind you. And, um, you know. Uh, 20 seconds in, I want to say. Yeah, it was really, really, and it was a main event. So, um, Yair Rodriguez... Uh, was fighting Jeremy Stevens, both really great strikers, both really high-level athletes, and it was a pretty anticipated matchup. A lot of the, a lot of the, you know, um, hardcore fans were really excited about that matchup. Early in, um, there was a little, a little attempt to gauge some distance, so kind of an outstretched hand from Yair Rodriguez, kind of raked the eye of Jeremy Stevens, and and I, for for all we know, it was an accident, um, and, and that's what it, the replay looked like. Yeah. But I would say it was an accident for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. so the event the event was stopped by a doctor, and then in the lobby, right? They had some words. Yeah, they had some words in the lobby. Um, basically, uh, I guess from well, I only heard uh, I I saw the video and I also heard Jeremy's side of the story, and he said that Yair came up and he was being kind of gentlemanly. He was with his family, kind of saying, you know, I'm I'm sorry this had to have happened, and then. He, but then he went on to say, you know, you're going to have to live with this your whole life that you comped mm. out. Yeah, and if you know Jer anything about Jeremy Stevens, that guy's a fighter, man. He's 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 not there to puss out on anything. 100%. He's he's not going to be the guy that that fakes an injury to get out of anything. I mean, he he's he's a fantastic fighter. He's knocked out a a real nice list of people. Um so we're going to pull that up on the screen and we'll just kind of watch it together. Um this we'll is their uh, second one. Okay. Actually. Cool. So this was this weekend. Yeah, so um so J Jeremy came out they both came out with bad intentions. Right. Very bad intentions. And it looked like Yair, Yair maybe threw like some kind of flying kick, yeah, running he, flying kick yeah, in there. Yeah, he came out with uh Has he been training with Fabrice Overdue or anything? Masvidal. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's been the that's been the the uh the most talked about one this year, right? Askren versus yeah, I would Askren have to say that's Moscow. gotta be the uh, the biggest. Yeah, here with a nice elbow on the break. Stevens kind of walking in. Hands are low, a little low there though. Yeah, you. I think I think the commentators uh, actually ended up talking about that about him keeping his hands too. So yeah, here goes so, to that lead man, leg. Look at that, and then lands that a nice stiff jab. Yeah, fighting out of the southpaw position here. 
So, you know, Yair won rounds one and two. And Jeremy won the third round decisively, which is a real bummer considering their first fight was going to be a five-round fight. Mm. That's something interesting. That's something interesting to think about, that he might have been picking up speed. And his his ability to, to finish that fight might have been a little bit more hefty. But, I mean, we're, we're talking close to a 10-8 here. I mean, he got dropped. Oh. He keeps getting that leg. Keeps So, Rodriguez keeps kicking that, that left leg, the lead leg of Stevens. Every time he kind of leans in for that jab, it looks like he's getting that calf so there's kicked. The, there's the beautiful, body shot. Beautiful liver shot there. Swarmed on him. Looks like he put a lot of juice in trying to finish up. He's hammer fisting. Yeah, that's that's actually probably what gave uh, Jeremy the, the edge going into the third. It was that cardio edge? He's really yeah, looking he to get him out of there. Exhausted trying. That move he just pulled right there. That back step is a is a pretty high level jujitsu move. I've kind of been wanting to teach it. Yeah, he. So he's that could have been stopped for sure. I've Yair seen, is I, swarming on him. The, Stevens is curled up in the corner. Right now. He's now he's going in trying to get a shot. Now he's in turtle position and. Yeah, keeps putting the hands on him. I'm actually really surprised they didn't stop it. Mark Goddard's one of the best in the business. Yeah. He's a great referee. He's uh, he's got a really good idea of when you're still in it. Like he wanted the Dars. Yeah, he looks like it. He's oh, going wait, for no. looks he's going for some kind of guillotine here, yeah, maybe okay. a ten finger against the cage. Stevens is coming up on a leg, and uh, but he's still kind of on one elbow. He's definitely getting teed off here. And we're three and a half, we're three and a half minutes left, so he's got plenty of time to work. Yeah, so you know, decisively won the uh, first and second, I'd say. But Jeremy actually uh had some success at the end of the second here, which was surprising. Never count that guy out. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a he's a gamer. Right now he's up against the corner of the bottom of the cage. And Yarrier is dropping left hammer fists on him. He looks like he's just defending, kind of in a half guard position, like a Z guard position, wanting to come up on that, on that right leg. While Yarrier looks for the darts from there, which is not an impossible position, he just needs to get a little deeper. Needs to scoot his head back, pop that right hand through, uh, behind the armpit, underneath the armpit. Now it looks like Stevens is coming up yeah. and out. <laughs> he kind of used the cage a little bit as a as a second post. And then he he's mad after this. Very cool. Once again, guys, we're kind of doing a play-by-play commentary on the second fight between Jeremy Stevens and Yari Rodriguez. Uh, they just went down this past Friday, a couple days ago. I really hope they won fight of the night for this. They they definitely deserve the uh, the bonus. I mean, Michelle Waterson and Joanna, uh, that was a great fight. Has the back. Look at this. Jeremy, like, man. Yari's yeah, just scrambly, huh? Yeah, he is. He's a he's a pretty athletic guy. And the triangles right there. He can get his left foot out. Now he's on his back. So Stevens got the takedown on a little bit of a slip there. Uh, pressured in. Yair's now on his back. He's got he's got his right leg up and over like he's looking for a triangle. Now Jeremy Stevens has worked his left hand through. He's looking for a little bit of ground. Man, ground it's time. so crazy. This, this it's, it really is a game of inches, huh? Absolutely. and I even mean, right here. So he's now he's got he's he's. He's about halfway to the triangle here. So he's got one arm in, one arm out. He's got his hands clasped behind his neck to control his posture. And he lost the position. He got his hips a little far out. Jeremy Stevens is put, putting some hands in between the guard here. Great round, though. Yeah, that Maybe was... A lot of action see, here. He, he, 
20 seconds left. I thought he hit him. I thought he kneed him in the head right there when I was watching it live. Could have been the shoulder. Yeah. So now Jeremy Stevens has has uh, Yair pressed up against the fence, and he's putting some hands on him. See, yeah. so people were saying that the, that he decisively won the first and second, but I think the second round was a little bit closer with the end there. I mean, yeah, I would give it to Yair, but still. Still, yeah. for sure, maybe a little more time controlling the the round. Uh, Stevens is winging those hooks. He's Man. coming in with those punches. Still has a lot of power behind him. You can yeah. never count that guy out. You know he can he can be bleeding. He can be taking damage and still and still put someone out. Man. Caught a lazy Caught a body kick. kick. Yeah. Lazy body kick. Rushed it in. Ran the Geyer double. Was exhausted. So now Yair's in turtle position. Man, Goddard could have stopped it, right? I mean... Well, so let's talk about the criteria here. So, like, it, the, the referee's mandate is, is... Their first mandate is fighter safety. Right. Um, they need to make sure that you're intelligently defending yourself. It looked to me like that Yair was kind of curled up, but he was still he was still defending. He wasn't 100% out of it here. So I think if you... So maybe if you can move your head, right... If, if you, you can, can somehow your defend yourself, yeah. If you're if you're just you know have your hands up and you're just covering, uh, and you're just getting beat on for and that's you know, actually, five to ten seconds. That'll uh, sorry to interrupt. That'll want uh, I want to uh, from here after this uh, bring up Joe Lazon's fight. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Because I missed how that. He got caught in that uh, deep half Nelson, and uh, he wasn't able to defend his opponent. Right. Uh, if you're in a position where you're so compromised that you can't. Um, that you can't stop the strikes coming at you. Even if they're a little rabbit. Yeah, strikes, you know, it depends. Right? It depends, you know, on the ref. It depends on what your condition is. Um, one thing I do encourage people, especially people that haven't been haven't been watching the sport for a long time, is, uh, you know, our perspective from outside the cage is, is really good. and uh, But the, the perspective of the referee from inside is, is far better. Right. And he's got a really, he's, he's right in there. That and is... he's got a really good... Um, view of the fighters he can see their eyes and that that can tell you a lot you know That's he true. can see a lot more than we can so it's see easy eyes roll back it's or... easy to um, it's easy to to question the referee's decision right but remember you know he does this for a living he's really good at it there's been some bad calls there's been some obviously bad calls here um, but you know I, I think in general uh, we know the referees that are and the judges <laughs> that that are that are capable and, and competent. I would say the UFC does a really good job with with getting those guys in there. Yeah. So um, about Joe Lozon though. Yeah. The same fight, right? So that was this was Friday as well. Yeah, Friday he was. Let's see. I think I want to say he. Uh, I want to say he main evented the prelim slot. Okay. I could be off on that. And his opponent, who was his opponent? Okay, I am off on that. It was uh, Manny Bermudez and Chardy, er, Charles Rosa. Interesting. Was the uh, uh, headliner. Okay, so this was in the middle of the card. And he fought Jonathan Pierce. Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan Pierce. Pierce. Another stud. American dude. Um, JSP. <laughs> is that is that what people gave him the name? Yeah. <laughs> JSP, huh? Wow, he was on a five fight win streak. Okay. In the fight, uh, Lozon. And he's he's uh off the contender series. This guy. Yeah, looks like it. Um, and prior to that, it was in Warrior FC. It was coming off of uh, 
Dr. Stoppage and then a TKO over Jacob Rosales back in July. Good. So a pretty good up-and-comer yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. Man, Joe Lozon's a pretty pretty rough out for your first for your yeah. debut in the Octagon. <laughs> He's been... Especially with uh, two of his losses coming by submission. Mm. You know, Lozon's a top flight man. He's a top flight jiu-jitsu guy. He's got... Yeah, you've only seen him get tooled a couple times. Yeah, you know he he he's he's had some. I think Clay Guida came out and knocked him out. Was was that or oh no, who was that? Uh, oh no, sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. I'm getting it mixed up here. I gotta pull up Joe Lozon's record. Yeah, Lozon is a stud man. He's he's an old school guy. He's been doing this for a long time, and uh, he's uh, he's never walking the park. You know, his I think his last fight. I want to say his last fight. I, I kind of struggled to watch it because I'm a fan of Joe Lozon. You know, mm-hmm. he's a good guy, and uh, just a really humble dude. And kind of, kind of like the the there's some iconic guys out there that I see that are incredibly ta- talented, and they um, and they're super humble. And I really like that about Joe Lozon. He's he's one of those guys for me. You, you know who he really reminds me of, and they've actually had I think it's two or three fights together. Is uh, uh, Jim Miller, I think Absolutely. they're very similar. Another fighters. great guy, another great guy, and and you know, so those are the those are the some of the guys that I really respect in the sport that I that I um, that I'm always going to be a fan of, I guess. You know, Lozon is awesome, um, and he had a great fight this weekend. Right, so I watched a little bit of of the finish there, and he kind of trapped him. He yeah, trapped him against if I can get that against the here. cage on the ground there. And had one of his arms up in a really nasty position, and, and he wasn't able to defend the strikes. All right, so we got that um, pulled up here. Let's see, Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Joe Lazon. So we've got this fight going in front of us, um, and Jonathan Pierce, straight off the the contender series. He nice looks, quick start. He looks as crisp as ever, Joe. Look at him. He's got his hands nice and high. Yeah. Popping that nice jab in there right away. He's trying to get Ooh. off first. Beautiful left hook. Good exchanges by these guys early. Pierce also looks good. He looks comfortable. He's changing levels here. Wow. Nice left hand from Lozon there. Yeah, really I actually didn't left. even get to watch Oof. this whole fight. I only got to watch the uh, finish. So Lozon doing good work. He's got a lower back body clinch. Are these uh, double underhooks? No, he has the... Uh... Yeah, he's got yeah he's got a, he's got an under over and under, but he does have the elbow trap real low with that left hand, outside leg hook, and just walks right into the mount. So took him down against the fence here. Oh man, vicious elbow. Jonathan Pierce so tried to belly out here, and he got his arm caught because he because Lozon had the underhook, and it's just a nasty position because Lozon put the hooks in. Anything like that. So a really common way that guys will try to defend themselves, and you'll see it a lot, is once they're getting taken down they try to belly out so they got all four limbs on the ground and they can try to either scramble somehow out or uh, gramby out something like that right and uh they do sacrifice some back position here and absolutely joe right. Lozon capitalized on that didn't let the arm free and um herb had to call that I yeah mean. you know so that's another thing is when you you get in a position where you're taking shots and you you can't defend that um something like a um a mounted crucifix, right? Right. Um, that's a real common one that people get their arms trapped in and they you see struggle like hell and they can't get out of it. It happens. Um, you know, it'll happen sometimes inside control. Sometimes it, there's different ways to, 
to get a hold of people. But man, congratulations to Joe Lozon. Yeah, so let's awesome see. Awesome fight there. He's uh, he's only thirty five. You know, Dana's saying that he wants him to retire. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, he just beat a stud up and comer. Right. Young kid. Did Dana give a reason why? He just thinks he's taking too much damage. So let's see if I can pull this up here. So let me see. Based on, let's see. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about that to be honest. Um, you know, Lazan is a is a consummate martial artist, and he's he's had some ups and downs here, and there. But it's not. I I don't think he's been really like snowed under. I don't think he's. I. I'm not sure if he's he's ready to be on his way out. I, I don't think he is at all. And I really don't think, you know, it's, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, this is just my opinion, but I don't think it's really Dana's White. Dana White's, you know, he's a promoter. It's not really his position. To, it's called to make. Yeah, exactly. You know, he can, he can make his, you know, you know, say his opinion. But I don't think that, uh. I mean, I, I, I mean, his record's this. been good. Joe Lozon's record has has he started out very strong, um, and if you go back in the in the history here of, of his fights, he's been in the UFC for so long. He's been, you know, it, it's been a. I mean, if you look, take a look at his record, he's been um, fighting for the UFC since uh, let's see, two thousand six. It looks like, and. and you know, it's it's 2019 now, so he's been he's had a nice storied career. Oh yeah, came in, had a bunch of wins, took a loss to Kenny Florian, um, had a couple more wins, and then took a loss to Stam Stout. You know, it's been a little spotty since then. He's getting one or two win and one or two wins to a loss, but everybody he's losing to, yeah, these guys are animals. You know, this is a this is the best of the the best kind of a who's who in 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 his weight division there. Um, Looking at guys like uh, Anthony Pettis, he's lost to lost to Jim Miller, Michael Johnson, Ally Aquinta. These are all guys that have been in really pretty much in line for the title. One hundred percent. You know, and this is actually something interesting that I'm seeing here. So he has improved now to a record of twenty eight and fifteen. Right. Twenty six of those wins are by stoppage. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I mean, he's a really so. When it comes to Dana wanting him to retire or forcing him to retire... Yeah, that's what this article from Bloody Elbow is saying. Dana White says he will force Joe Lazon to retire after UFC Boston win. Do you think, though, that he would have had him retire if he would have lost as well? Because that would have made three losses in a row. Yeah. Or, well, you know, I think it really depends on his contract. But, you know, I say... I say uh, let Joe leave the UFC. Go make more money in Bellator where you can have your sponsors. And that might happen. You know, there's no... I mean, depending on what his contract looks like, there might be a door there for him. And so certain people have done it, right? There's been really, really top of the food chain guys that have that have switched organizations and, and now they seem to be, for a better term, you know, living their best life. Yeah. You've guys like, got guys like Mighty Mouse that just, I mean... Yeah, he lost the title, but he was still one of the greatest of all time. Pound oh, pound. yeah. He had most title defenses ever. Who knows mm-hmm. if that'll ever be broken. Gegard Mousasi, another top, Mousasi. another top flight guy. Rory McDonald. Yeah, these are so, the, you know, it's not out of the question. I mean, you, you, could, you could potentially force Joe Lozon to retire from the UFC. You know, I think, I think Dana White has enough pull to do that. 
I don't know if he's, I don't know if, once again, if it's his call to make, though, as far as just, hey, man, hang up the gloves. Unless, and this is entirely possible, um, unless Dana offers him something else, you know, like uh, like when Matt Hughes retired, he, he got a, a position with the UFC and he was mentoring fighters and, and he had something going on there. I think same with, um, with uh, what's his name, Forrest Griffin. Sure. He, he's like right. a he's like he's like the head of like HR for I don't know. Right. He, he he's still in like all the work at the performance you know. institute. Yeah. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So if I mean so if if Dana's gonna force you to retire and he's not offering you anything for it, um, fuck it, Joe. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Do your thing. If you still want to fight, you're a fighter. I don't think anybody but you can make a decision. You and your wife, your family, you're a married guy. Um, make that decision. You know nobody should be able to make the decision for you. Now. I agree. Um, now he's 35 years old, man. He's still got some. He's still got some fight in him. I would say. Um, you know, DC, DC's 40, still fighting. He's he, he's gonna go out and fight uh, fight Stipe again for the third time. Super dominant guy. Super dominant guy. Now there's some fighters, right? That we've that we've just they, they should they should definitely hang up their spurs. Right. There's some fighters out there that we know that that have been that have, it's been time for them for a while. I think. Yeah. Um, BJ Penn, BJ Penn, for example. That is unfortunate. Um, yeah. Man, I don't. I I think a lot of, a lot of fight fans, a lot of people that even the casual fans sometimes these days, remembers BJ Penn from the glory days. But we're not, we're not really. Nobody's clamoring for him to fight. Um, he's he's got a number of, of losses in a row. Let's see. He still one, keeps to get. Two, he still three, keeps getting fights. Four, five, six, seven in a row. Starting with Nick Diaz back in 2011 and ending with Clay Guida in May of 2019. <laughs> so, um, so eight years of losses. I'd really like to hear. Yeah. I'd really like to hear Dana's Dana's um, opinion on that. I guess on on why that that's that's a thing still. Yeah, or maybe he's already come. You think he's come out already and just said, "Hey, man, dude, let's <laughs> let's let it go." Yeah, I I think I think especially I think I did uh, read after you know the um, after the whole situation with the uh, the second situation I should say with the bar. Yeah, he's been having some uh, he's been having some personal issues, um, and it, it you know with his extracurricular activities. Just yeah, a couple of videos surfacing, just some uh, just some late night fun. I yeah, you can call it what you want to call it, right? Um, I mean, his last win in the UFC was was back in 2010. That's a long Matt time Hughes. ago without a good without to a good a good win. And and he definitely he always you know has a showing, right? He always he always shows up. Yeah, but he's not. Um, and he's not of the caliber. And anymore. he fought in was it two three different? Yeah, three three different weight divisions. I think his, his lightweight. Welterweight and middleweight. His time has come. I agree. Now here's here's an uh, an interesting one for you. Yeah. What's your opinion on just? I mean, he's he's sixteen and fourteen. Why don't we just have him fight Artem? That is a <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect fight. I mean, why not? Dana, it's, make it. I, Dana, you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna be listening. It's fine. Never mind. Here, what I said. <laughs>
man. Yeah, so like that's you know, I, as far as as far as somebody making the call for you, you know, I, I don't think anybody should be able to to be should be able to to make that call for you. Yeah, for sure. As far as hanging up the gloves, but but if you do happen to do it, Joe. Damn, you've had a, an amazing career. He's probably had a whole lot of fight of the night bonuses. He's oh, awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Find fantastic the, uh... guy. All right. So on to, uh, on to a couple other things. Um, yeah, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about Dylan Dennis in general? Ah, you know, switching gears here to, to, to <laughs> just jujitsu, right? Uh, Dylan Dennis. So Dylan's, um, from what I understand, one of Marcelo Garcia's first black belts. He's he's, he's, uh, he's out of out of Marcelo Garcia's academy. Uh, obviously, his lineage, Pedro Sauer, um, an incredible, incredible fighter. And uh, I'm sorry, not Pedro Sauer, Fabio Gurgel. Um, you know, uh, in order to even just live. And train in that gym, you you got to have a good a good skill set. And Marcelo is one of the most his Dylan Dan is one of the most respected coach, is one of the most respected guys in the game. Uh, a really super humble, awesome dude, and uh, you know won Abu Dhabi multiple times. Um, for whatever reason, that um, humility uh, didn't trickle down into his <laughs> into his uh, student here. And Dylan Dennis, and so Dylan's been—he's um, been on the BJJ circuit for a while. He's had some good wins, and he's had some losses as well. But um, I think he's been trying to make himself re- uh, relevant. I think—I mean, that's—that's that's what it seems like. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, if he wasn't in the news, uh, doing something dumb or saying something dumb, he might not be in the news at all. Right, right, right. In my opinion. Yeah. So apparently, a kid got jumped. Um, I'm not sure if this is the video. This says porn star Bridget the Midget. <laughs> that is not it. You're looking at the wrong computer yeah. switch screens here. <laughs> Midget porn and jujitsu <laughs> on our first podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, for those of you that want to hear more about midget porn, <laughs> maybe just go ahead and DM Cody independently here. <laughs> Um, so Dylan Dennis, from what I understand as well, uh, tied himself into Conor McGregor's camp, and and we kind of talked about Conor McGregor briefly, and his his some of his antics, right? Um, some of the things he does for publicity and and the ways he gets it uh, might not be might not be the most healthy. Right, and I'm not sure when, but Conor was brought in, or uh, Dylan was brought in as. Connor's jiu-jitsu coach, full-time head jiu-jitsu coach, correct? Right. And for sure a qualified, you know, jiu-jitsu instructor, jiu-jitsu, right. um, you know, uh, coach. So do you think that's where some of his, you know, kind of outward persona comes from? It's possible. You know, you... you uh... Or has he always been like that before he met <sighs> You know, it... it, it... I don't know that an association with somebody that's that's brash and obnoxious and anything else is gonna is gonna create that in you, but I think sometimes hanging out with those people, that kind of person, will um, will definitely make you more comfortable. 
right? So douchebags hang out with douchebags. Uh, weightlifters hang out with weightlifters. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu people hang out with jiu-jitsu people. Um, but I, I think I've seen in the past, um, even before he was studying with Connor, um, some kind of drama with him on the, on the jiu-jitsu mat. And right. I know for a fact that, um, that, that his attitude and that his antics, his behavior, um, is one of the reasons why uh, his coach, Marcelo, has decided to separate him from the academy. He kind of got kicked out of the 540 Academy um, in New York. And uh, so honestly, hats off to Marcelo for identifying a problem and for separating himself from that. Um, you know, when you have a skilled competitor and you put a lot of time into somebody, you've belted somebody, and they are not representing you or your academy in the way that you want to be represented, uh, it's in your best interest, but it's not always easy right. to, to, to separate yourself from somebody like that. Agreed. So one cool thing, you know, now I heard this going around, and I don't know if you tell me what you think. There, he posted a video of uh, this kid getting jumped by about maybe five different kids. Uh, young kid, looks like in school. So here's the video. Uh, it, you know, pretty brutal. Uh, Dylan posted it? Yeah. And, uh, kind of locker room scenario. Yeah, here. exactly. So they're in a locker room. Um, it's a kid, maybe five, four other kids, mostly one, but all his other friends are kind of standing around, you know, making sure that, uh, they can get off on him if they need to. So he's getting jumped. Yeah. He's getting taken jumped. down by one kid in particular. He looks like he got mounted and somebody's ground and pounding him. So Dylan Dennis says, if anyone knows this kid and can put me in contact with him, I will give him a free private jujitsu lesson or free private jujitsu lessons for the rest of his life. Hmm. Well, that seems generous. I mean, you know, if, if there's somebody out there that has a public persona of them being an asshole, it doesn't always mean it's, it doesn't always mean it's, uh, that, that that's just who they are at their core mm-hmm. and that they're just an asshole 24 seven. Um, you know, we spoke about that maybe being a possibility of somebody having an online persona versus, uh, real life. And, you know, it's, I, that's a, that's a good deed, right? Yeah. Offering to pay for a random person's jujitsu, um, lessons or to give them lessons for free because you've seen them being mistreated. Um, it's a pretty benevolent thing. That is really cool. You know, and something that bothered me is he posted the screenshots between them. And I thought that was kind of douchey, you know. And, Could be, sure. But then, you know, now uh, I'm seeing that he, you know, the kid actually did follow up. And uh, Dylan uh, tweeted out a photo of the kid um, in his gi with his white belt on, um, you know, saying how proud of he is that he actually uh, mm-hmm. took him up on the offer. Yeah, that's so, cool. That's you know, a good thing. You know, I, you know, far, um, far be it from me to criticize somebody for doing something good. Yeah. Um, you know, we absolutely could sit here and, and critique his um, his intentions or, or or his, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, good for him for doing something I guess decent for somebody else. You are That's right. Yeah. Thing. The fact of the matter is he, you know, he, he's doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, some people, there's there's people that we all know that do things just for the social accolades. Right, right. And there's a possibility that that's going on. But, 
you know, if you're offering somebody free jujitsu lessons for life and they take you up on it, you know, I mean, if it was across the world or something, right? <laughs> you know, they're never going to take it up. Yeah, you just want to, want to try to look good on social media. That's a good point. I could hear that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've absolutely given people free jujitsu lessons um, for an extended period of time, you know, a year, two years more. Um, and it's been a really good thing in their life. So, you know, good for him for doing something good. I, I can't, I can't speak ill of him for that. Um, it shows, if nothing else, you know, some compassion, some compassion for somebody that, that was mistreated and, and could definitely use some training. Definitely. And if you know of people that have been bullied, um, you know, definitely shoot them my way and we can, we can talk about trying to get them some kind of self-defense thing. I do want to say before we, before, or I do want to, um, tie along with that. I don't really, I'm not a super huge fan of, of a lot of, of teaching like a one day seminar thing. Um, I think, I think self-defense, I think jujitsu, I think combat is, uh, is a lifelong, is a lifelong endeavor. I'm not against, against a hundred percent, like a one day seminar. I think whatever you learn in that seminar, you could probably take away with you and, and potentially, um, you know, bring that into everyday life. But, um, I do want to remind everybody that if you're, uh, if you're one of those people, um, do yourself a favor, get into a gym, train regularly. Uh, one thing people don't, don't, um, bear into mind a lot of times when they're, when they're talking about doing a one day seminar or one time self-defense class is that when you actually need that self-defense, um, you're, you're more than likely going to need something that's second nature to you and, you and it will not become second nature to you by via one day class. You may learn something you can use. Hopefully you learn something you can use. Um, and I know some really, really fantastic instructors that offer, um, you know, one day seminars and self-help kind of things. Uh, and, and, and I know they've helped people in the past, especially if you get a big class in, you know, you're shooting that shotgun style approach. Hopefully you can, you'll be able to impact somebody in a positive way. But as far as being second nature, when you're in an emergency situation, when you've got the adrenaline going, everything else, um, you know, it's really going to be in your best interest to, to train regularly. Um, even if you feel like you don't have the time, there's probably going to be a point in your life where you, you will wish you had, right? There's going to be. You're going to be involved in or see, witness some kind of situation where you could maybe lend a hand or, or help yourself. And, um, you know, you want to be, you want to be equipped to do that. You don't want to go in there with, you know, one little technique that you learned at a one day thing and, uh, and count on that to save you. It just might not. Yeah. And not, you know, not to mention the health benefits of, uh, getting exercise. Uh, and that goes, you know, leads into mental health as well. Um, you know helping with, uh, you know, day-to-day anxieties, um, just getting frustrations out, um, I think is just a great thing that you can do um, with uh, jujitsu. A lot of people feel like martial arts, you know, the gym is kind of their happy place. Yeah. You know, that's somewhere they can go where they can get those good endorphins going, get that, get the exercise going that they want, that they need, and uh, improve their quality of life that way. It really is addicting because, yeah, the, how I feel after, you know, like a hard roll, I don't really, uh, I've never had anything that really can compare to that. Um, yeah. It's really, a great feeling. There's no feeling like that. It's a great it's, feeling. You feel elated and just like lifted and just, you know, like you 
really achieve something. You well, you do. I think you do. If you if you're going to the right gym, especially, um, you're never gonna regret a workout. Right. There's gonna be times maybe when you regret that you didn't work out, but I don't. I've never regretted a workout. You know, I have had. You know, to kind of play devil's advocate, I have had maybe a couple of times where. Um, where I was just beat, but I talked myself into going, and uh, I couldn't really pull the trigger in sparring, you know, um, during live roll, and I kind of just, uh, you know, left kind of kicking myself. Um, That's going to happen. That's going to happen. We're going to have an off day regardless. Right. But at the end of the day, when you, when you make progress towards a goal, and like in your case, your goal is to get better at jiu-jitsu, to get faster, stronger, tougher... And, you know, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know Cody already. But if you don't, you know, Cody's the smallest guy at my gym. Um, you know, he's he's not the biggest, not the strongest, but um, he's committed to it. And that's, I think that's bigger than, that's bigger and better than just being athletic. I think it's bigger and better than being, um, you know, having a couple techniques you could hit here and there. Being committed to it and having having it as a lifestyle and that goes for a lot of things. That yeah. goes for that goes for a lot of martial arts. That goes for a lot of exercise endeavors. Whether it's running, um, you know, boxing, whatever it is, you know, being committed to that is is just a healthy. It's just a way to to have a healthier lifestyle. And we're all gonna have those off days. We're all gonna have those days where where we feel like we get crushed. Where you leave exhausted. Where you where you in jujitsu you get tapped out a lot. Right. Everybody smashes you. Um, I think that's character building, man. <laughs> For me, it is. Right. It feels like, it feels like. No, when... I I agree one hundred percent. Um, and I I had posted this on Instagram some time back that uh, like I I think if anyone really wants to, you know, anyone if you're feeling tough and you feel on top of the world and you had never done a jujitsu class, I think you should because you will be humbled very quickly. Um when you realize that, you know, someone much smaller than you can put you into submission right pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. For sure there's a there's a there's a definite humbling element to it and you know, I don't I don't like to use the word empowerment too much. I think people abuse it. I think people use it for the wrong things. But um, you know, in my capacity as working security and keeping people safe, there's a real there's a real element of empowerment to it because you know that regardless of uh, how scary the situation is or what or what you the kind of fears that you might normally have as an untrained person or even the kind of naivety that you have as an untrained that you could have as an untrained person um, aren't there you're able to be more effective with your job and you can confront situations that that uh, might not be a great idea to deal with if you're if you're not trained else we got let's take a look at the list here stay focused <laughs> this is so weird this is gonna be something i'm gonna have to like work on you know what i mean that's okay this is a this is a rough draft of what we're of what we want to accomplish here we had a couple talking points that we're looking at so if there's a pause for whatever reason we're trying to refocus and get back on topic with something that might be interesting 
um, to whoever's listening and also just kind of sharpen up what we're what we're what we're going with here what do you think about uh something how do you think ryan hall would fare against gary tonin that would be an interesting one um you've got uh, are you talking about mma or are you talking about more what pure jiu-jitsu hmm. and are we talking about i guess pure jiu-jitsu would just be in like a no gi adcc yeah style let's matchup. let's say jiu-jitsu for now um ryan hall is a pretty accomplished competitor um he's 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 got a really good 50-50 guard. He's got good leg locks. It would be a great matchup. Um, you know, I don't know where they're at. Each of them are at weight-wise, but I think they're probably pretty close. I know that Gary Tonin does a lot of absolute stuff. So, um, And there's no real comprehensive list for uh, grapplers, are there? I mean, I you know, we have this. There's, there's different tournaments that have rankings. Um, you know, there's, but there's so many different types of, of jiu-jitsu things available right um yeah, you know to be honest man I, I like tony's chances against pretty much anybody i don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch his match with uh who polaris um but they had a match in uh i believe it was polaris um a year or two ago and uh man if you're not familiar with who with who who polaris is he's a monster he's a, a physical freak he looks more like a bodybuilder than um than a fighter and uh, he's a scary dude, and very well, very well noted for his leg locks, and uh, I guess at times his, his reluctance to maybe let go of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we um, we uh, they call him Tokino, and basically he's like a what is that like a, a tree trunk, a tree stump. He's built like a stump. I guess that's a good way to good way to go about it but um you know he had a grappling match with gary tonin um and oh. <laughs> they went back and forth it in. and it he was uh, up BJJ. it yeah. was incredible um yeah, i i really thought that uh that it might it might be a lopsided affair but it, it wasn't lopsided in the way that i thought it was going to be i think uh, gary tonin uh definitely put some uh, put some uh some fear into him definitely had him had him in trouble more times than not escaped everything Paul Harris had and at the end there it looked like Paul Harris was exhausted and couldn't get much going and Tonin really dominated that match that submission match now was this at Polaris correct okay correct back in 16 right so it's been some years and that went to a draw it went to a draw only because in that organization um, they didn't count points I believe it was a submission only tournament but had they done the points thing, um, Gary so. Tonin would have absolutely won. Wow. Okay. When it, so when it comes to him fighting, you know, uh, in a jiu-jitsu match versus Ryan Hall, I, I would say I give Tonin the advantage. I would, you know, and at this point he's, I think he's a bigger guy, and I think, and I know that he competes more frequently in jiu-jitsu, so I'd, I'd have to give him that. Right. If it came to uh, mixed martial arts. Th- there might be a disparity there. there. There definitely would be a disparity there in striking. Um, Ryan Hall's a lot longer. Longer. He's got the kicks. Yep. Tonin is still a little rudimentary when it comes to his striking. He's still working on that. And he's pretty young in his mixed martial arts career. Oh, yeah. He's uh, done well. Three fights but, in. Yeah, he's done well, but he's not... Um, I wouldn't say he's an accomplished striker. Um, Ryan Hall, uh, from what I understand, is also like a black belt in, in taekwondo. He's got really flexible legs. 
and a pretty competitive jiu-jitsu guy, you know. Um, so I would say in, uh, 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 as far as somebody that might win, um, I'd give the grappling edge to Gary Tonin and probably, you know, the striking edge absolutely would go to, um, would go to Ryan Hall. Uh, mix them together, and I think you got yourself a fight. Yeah, for sure, definitely. That uh, would be one of those one of those dream matchups. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Different organizations. Uh, Tony's with one. Hall's uh, in the UFC, but uh, you know, I think they have talked about you know doing crossover promotional fights in the future. You know, Bellator is already doing it with Ryzen. They've done some stuff in the past. I've seen some funny matchups here and there through the years. You know, there was there was that time years ago uh, in the earlier 2000s where the UFC sent over Chuck Liddell as a representative into Pride um, just to kind of cross promote right. that. And that was a you know, there's been some there's been some crossovers. Uh, I don't know how successful you know that. Uh, you know, and, and if you recall, I think also very early on, you had Vandalay Silva coming into the UFC. Right, right. And he had from, that fight against Belfort. Right, right. Um, and he got... he got That was uh, Belfort's uh, coming out party, wasn't it? <laughs> it kind of was. I mean, he has incredibly fast hands, and it appeared to be a little bit of an early stoppage, maybe. So, But another two or three seconds, and he might have put Vandalay uh, in the dirt. Oh, that's crazy. Going back to Bare Knuckle, they are rematching in Bare Knuckle FC. <laughs> really? Yeah. Vandalay versus versus Belfort, huh? Yeah, let me pull that up. So Utah. Belfort's completely done with the UFC now? Yeah, he, he's uh, retired. He retired. I think in his last fight was uh, Machida, right? I th- that sounds about right. I think Machida got it, that terrible, nasty front kick. Right, that front kick knockout. Yeah, from hell, man. That thing was so deadly. <laughs> so if they're rematching, yeah, um, that was his last fight in bare knuckle. I would venture to say that they're both probably going to be on uh, on the Mexican supplements. Oh yeah, we're gonna get TRT Belfort. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, here he is. Calls out uh, Vanderlei Silva. Calls out uh, Vitor Belfort. Let's see. So this was October 4th that I'm seeing Bloody Elbow posted this. Oh, no, this is MMA Mania. It's, it's all under the SB Nation. Um, well, okay, so if you're Belfort, do you take the fight? Knowing that you won twice already. I probably would. <laughs> without uh, just being able, without uh, the drug testing. You know, he was... When USADA came in, there was an obvious drop-off in his physique, right? Right, right. Notable physical change. Yeah. So, you know, it's he can if he can be on all the testosterone he wants. And he, he's actually come, he's, he's come out saying that he would like to see testosterone legal in the UFC. Uh, that was him or maybe it was Anderson Silva. I think Anderson was pretty against any kind of supplements. Okay. Um, but... I don't know, you know, looking looking at the two of them as, as people, as competitors, as athletes, as legends, really. Um, I don't know that I'd want to see it. I don't know that, I mean, I would, I'm sure I'd watch it. I don't know if it'd be a match I'd push for. Right. These are guys that are past their prime. Um, 
And, you know, Vanderlei's taken a whole lot of damage over the years. And, um, you know, he even had to have his face fixed. They went in and removed a bunch of scar tissue. It changed the whole look of him. His nose looks different. He doesn't have as much Cro-Magnon look. You know, they scraped out the inside of his eyebrows and stuff like that. Um, Belfort seems like he's a little happier with life. I don't know if maybe I just I follow him a little more on social media. Yeah, he, he seems real happy with his, his German Shepherd and... Yeah, he just, just, just seems like a family in. man yeah, who's, just, who's very who's, who's who's satisfied with who he is and what he is. So I agree. If I'm Belfort, I don't take the fight. I don't know that there's a real win there for him. I think, um, you know, somebody fighting somebody that you already beat twice would be kind of silly, unless you need the money or you're just dying to compete again. Oh, um, he beat him twice. Yeah, so he beat oh, him very early. He beat him very early in the early two thousands. And then more recently, maybe no more than yeah. four or five years ago, um, it seems like, you know, they, there's been so many events lately that it, it's um, so hard to keep up. <laughs> that it, Yeah, it's tough to keep up with what all's happened. Um, and But, you know, I don't know. I don't see a win there for me, for Belfort. You know, there's a real possibility, too. Yeah, I think, I think. I think Vanderlei could flatten anybody on God's green earth if he puts the paws on him. Right. And especially bare knuckle. You know, he's going to do some damage. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of a kind of a higher risk, lower reward thing for Belfort. If I had, I mean, my opinion personally. Yeah, that's true. I, I just think, you know, he, he was kind of campaigning for that Legends League um, back in the UFC. And now, uh, you know, if they can do it, Juice to the gills, maybe. Uh. <laughs> how do you feel about how do you feel about the PEDs and, and that kind of thing in in mixed martial arts? Uh, you know, one one side of me is like says that it's almost like everyone's trying to find a way to you know have an edge, so why not just kind of let them do it? But then there's people who don't want to put their body through that, and they want to be clean and they want to do it the right way. Which so, longevity wise makes some sense. One hundred percent. Yeah, I. It seems like it would be the way to go. Um, but part of me as a spectator, for almost all of the sports, sort of wants to take the brakes off and see a freak league. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much of that is me well, just I'm... being, just being a, a just bleed kind of fan, but. I think if you could get if you, I think if you could if you could cut loose and um, just kind of you know see what all you could do see what you could do with the with the league um, it might be fun. So one other question I have for you, since you saw this last fight this weekend, is uh, the main event was Dominic Reyes. Versus Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman. Yeah. Um, and uh, we covered it uh, really a little bit earlier in the podcast. But so what's next for him? Do you feel like that he's a legitimate challenger for, for John Jones? I mean, so really it's just about the light heavyweight division, I think. It's so shallow right now. I think it's the shallowest it's ever been, right? I mean, who do we have as it contenders? Feels like it. I mean, um, well, what it feels like is you have a guy that's been so incredibly dominant with John Jones, 
um, that's able to solve every puzzle they put in front of him. You know, regardless of whatever whatever his extracurricular activities are, you know, the kind of non-combat things he's he's gotten in trouble for, you know, the kind of things you, that happen as a celebrity or as somebody that's really in the public eye that might not be a big deal for you or me. Um, but he's been able to solve every puzzle they put they put in front of him and so and beat them at their game yeah I mean, that's what it feels like so as far as being shallow you know we don't know of anybody that's out there that poses a real threat but after this performance this weekend which i didn't feel like it was i mean with, with what i watched i didn't feel like it was uh like that Weidman really posed too much threat at all. No, you know, he came out in the beginning of the round. Um, I think he did get him down, or it was really close, and he actually did look like he was going to be able to kind of impose his will. Um, yeah, but then, you know, uh, I think he kind of felt uh, Reyes stuff in the takedown and then just really started to... Um, Reyes just started opening up on the man. It was it was bad. How much of it do you feel was was Weidman maybe being done as a fighter or out of his prime? And how much of that do you feel? I mean, did you feel like it was a pretty good split between that and you know Reyes just being a better fighter? So yeah, I <laughs> I think that's it. I you know Chris Weidman, he's. So he's had some really mixed results since he's beat Vitor. I mean, looking at his uh, record here, he lost the uh, he lost the championship to Rockhold, and then um, went on to lose to Romero. But he was actually winning that fight. It was in the third round when he got hit, caught with that uh, crazy flying knee. So right. you know, looking good there. He won't. Uh, you know, he says he's been losing, winning all of his fights before he lost. I kind of argue in the Musasi fight he got you know he got need and then he was looking for a way out and uh I don't do you remember that one yeah so he his hands were kind of touching the floor and then he, he had got need I don't know it was just a really weird uh really weird uh scenario and then uh you know look good against uh Gaslam uh got dropped I think by Gaslam too you know it he seems just really chinny right now, and uh, right. I, I don't think. I mean, he's obviously fighting the best of the best. Sure. Um, when you look at his, you know, his resume, it's just that. Um. It's like how how much more punishment can you take? And if, you know, if you are, you know, I, I would say stay at light heavyweight, and you know, maybe not someone in the top ten. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think this. I think this move would definitely. That you know, the the move to two hundred five. Would, will definitely affect him as far as his rankings go for sure, um, and then the, and then this quick loss, it, you know, Reyes can move pretty well fighting backwards, and that's what it looked like happened. He just kind of he he was moving forward, which is um, right. Weidman was moving forward, which is good, but he um, he didn't have his hands up, and he was, and he kind of had his his chin up in the air. Yeah. So he definitely took that shot, weathered the storm for a moment, and then caught some hammer fists and. Those are kind of hard to train for. Not a lot of training partners you'll you'll notice really try to hammer fist you uh, with any kind of real zeal. You know they're going to come after you, but that's one of those things that um, a lot of people don't catch it because because they uh, they don't train for hammer fists a lot. Right. 
I mean, you know, so going back to if, you know, if Jones is ready, or I mean, if uh, Reyes is ready for Jones, it's, I mean, again, with the division, uh, you know, there's Anthony Smith, right? Uh, who's, you know, already fought him. Thiago Santos already fought him. Uh, Jan is fifth. He's coming off a win over Luke Rockhold. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, that was Luke Rockhold's first fight at 205 as well, so I don't know if that's... Jan Blachowicz is an interesting guy, and so was Luke Rockhold, really. Um, a, a, you know, two super talented guys. I think, I think Rockhold lost some focus, and Jan is pretty good at handling whoever they put him in there with. Um, but I wouldn't say that that was a great scrap. Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, you know, because it's speculating from the outside is, is one thing, and then being in there is the next. But um, I don't know that I see Jan being any kind of a threat to, to Jones. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying um, as well. Let's see. His fights, let's see. He does have some wins by submission. I, you know. Right. He's a legitimate jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's a great grappler. If, if he could get his hands on him, man, get him on the ground. But, I mean, Jones is wrestling. I, right. I just, I And his know. length, too, poses a problem. I, I think they are going to give Reyes the uh, John Jones fight. I think John, uh, Jones wants to be active. I think he's like making it a point to stay active right now. So and, I uh, guess the question to ask would be, does any part of you feel like that you would see Reyes as the, the light heavyweight champion? Puncher's chance. Sure. That's about it. That's, that's a good enough answer. That's, that's a good enough answer. Given, really. um, I don't really see anyone who can beat John Jones in the light heavyweight division right now. Um, you know, have maybe have Reyes fight Johnny Walker. That would be a good one. Oh, and how's know, Walker's he, shoulder healed Walker's up? Actually, he's uh, scheduled to fight Corey Anderson. That'll be an interesting one. So that'll be a, a so good more test of a striker sure. striker versus grappler kind of a matchup there. You know, um, yeah, I, I I guess you're right when it when you're talking about a shallow division, I. I don't see a division that's super shallow. I see a division that's got a lot of good talent in it, but not a lot of good talent that Jones hasn't dealt with. Right. And that and that creates a barrier, though. You know, it, I mean, it, this goes back to like our talk about Mighty Mouse and his his ability to just to dominate that division so well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there was some really amazing guys in the division, you didn't. We didn't really see anybody that that we thought could could pose a legitimate threat to Mighty Mouse. Right. It just didn't seem like that was going to be a thing. Um, and, and, you know, all props to Henry Cejudo for making that happen. He's, a, he's an incredible fighter. He's an incredible athlete. Um, the king super of cringe. cringy. Yeah, the Super cringy. Cringe. He, he does, you know, he's running with it. He does weird stuff. I, I wonder if maybe just in real life he's um, he's just kind of a dork. I, I think that's what it is. And he says silly stuff that could be analyzed and overanalyzed and maybe isn't uh, super duper socially... Adept, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know, it it'd be hard to find balance, you know, right. with the competition record record he has between freestyle wrestling, you know, Olympic gold, that kind of thing. 
it'd be hard to really find a good balance between that. But you know, it's, some of these athletes are able to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay, one more thing. We're gonna button this up, guys, because we've, we've definitely talked your face off for a while. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about one more athlete that's on the radar, that's at least on my radar, and should be on yours too, if you're, if you're a, a good, if you're a fan of MMA in general. Um, Gregor Gillespie, bro. Gregor Gillespie. That kid's a rocket. Hey, he's scheduled to fight uh, Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. Well, that'll be a good one, man. Kevin Lee himself said, this is the worst possible fight I could take. It seems like, a a, doesn't seem like a good one. Because when Rafael Desanos put the paws on him and then out-wrestled him, um, you know, I would say, Desanos would be a fun one for for Gillespie, too. So this is going to be back at lightweight. Um, So he didn't like 170. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. And that's on the schedule for uh, this next month. Two forty four, man. Two forty four is gonna be. We're gonna have to do a, I think, recap of two forty four. Two forty four is gonna be insane. I'd be down to do that. I'd be down to to watch that and just kind of chat about it. So Gregor Gillespie, guys. Um, that would be awesome. Definitely a guy to watch. He's he's. I would say he's a little more than an upper up and comer. Um, yeah, he's. But for uh, for the for the casual fan, I would say somebody he's he would definitely be somebody you want to keep on your radar. Um, really good, solid wrestling chops. Heavy pressure, great cardio. Um, he just kind of he just kind of mauls people. Damn, um, I'd love to see him. You know, against against somebody that can, somebody that can kind of match him in, in wrestling prowess because he's he's something else. Man, it's nice that he's a lightweight too. Well, you know what's a bummer is that you know there's there's already so much talk of uh, Khabib being on his way out. Yeah, and I, with making as much money as he has, you know, you know why. Uh, why really? Why risk it? Why risk the O? I mean, he's undefeated, twenty-seven and O, or is it twenty-eight and O with Dustin? Or no. Yeah, it's at least twenty-seven and O. I think it's twenty-seven. Um, that'd be a bummer. I think that'd be a bummer for the sport, a bummer for the fans, but maybe a good move for him, you know. And I and I said long ago that um, that Connor should have should have retired with the amount of money that he made, and he and he makes. Um, man, he doesn't need to be in there getting his face beat in. Yeah, I think I think the sport itself is pretty damaging. I think once you get to the level where you could comfortably retire and have more money than you could reasonably spend, um, <laughs> you know that that might not be a bad time to hang it up. Contractually, obviously, there's some issues there. Yeah, you know, people could keep you in contract, but even then, right? If you take an injury, if you decide to not compete, um, I don't know how much how much they'd take from you if you didn't compete again. Um, and then some people just don't. Some people just you know, decide to never fight again, and they don't fight for another organization. And technically, they're not in a real breach of contract. But yeah, yeah. That, that's such a weird, like, yeah, that's just a really weird concept, right? Like, you're still under contract, but no, I'm just not gonna fight anymore. Right. Cool, man. Well, yeah. this has been fun. I'm glad we got Definitely. a chance to sit down and chat. Good um, chatting for sure. Yeah, we were, uh, we we hit a bunch of different topics we kind of wanted to talk about, and we'll definitely find more. Um, so, guys, if you listen to this podcast, once again, I want to encourage you to um, to give us whatever ideas you have, whatever topics you want us to cover, whatever fighters you think you want us to kind of profile and, and, and talk through. Um, we'd love to hear it and whatever feedback else, other feedback you guys have for this. Um, so thanks for sticking around with us. Yes, sir. Any parting words, Greg? No, sir. No, no parting words. Over and out. Thanks, Coach. Over right, and out, guys. It. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Take care, guys.